to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 34. You got fingers for that? Is that the shocker? Are you giving the shock? <laughs> it could be. Uh, <laughs> anyway, how are you, Scott? Good to see you. 34. Walter yeah, Payton's number. Yeah. As always, I am Jason Walker, my lovely co-host, Scott Johansson. I am lovely. He is lovely. <laughs> uh, how's it been? It's been. Oh, it, that's exciting. It's been. It, it's 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 been yeah it's uh we are recording this the closest to the uh, <laughs> published date i think we've ever done it's if we're ever late on one of these especially november december there's a lot going on so we're gonna try and make our deadlines but we'll be there if we don't going on. that's okay too. <laughs> uh i have not seen any movies i want to talk about you no i have not I did see Halloween Kills. That thing's terrible. I've heard. Terrible. So what, you want me to watch it then? No. See, that's when I won't make you. I, no, don't. It's bad. Make me. Okay. It's bad. Anyway. Uh, before we do our giveaway, which will be like the first thing here. Uh, a, a viewer, listener, since the beginning, Roy Kirchhoff. Uh, reached out to me and said our music at the end is boring because <laughs> it's the same thing every time. So real quick, I just want to, again, yes, but some people like the music at the end. So um, Roy is a musician and he said, hey, can I work on something and make a new song for the end of the show? I said, sure, go ahead. A anytime someone wants to do something like that, absolutely. So we will have a new song playing at the end uh, we probably won't use it every time. Uh, I love it. It's right up my alley what he did. Uh, I It's not going to oh be boy. for everyone. So, Scott, <laughs> Scott oh you'll boy. see. Yeah, it's not an upbeat sounding kind of thing, but I, I kind of like that. So, we will use it on and off, and I love it. So, it'll give us a way to break it up because we have been dinged when I put up some other free music that came with the program that was supposed to be copyright free and youtube made us redo the video so i i thank you roy so much for doing this for us it gives us some variety and i i truly do appreciate it and there'll be a new song at the end and if anyone you know roy you will get does it have a title uh, i don't think so i don't think okay. it does i'll have to go back and look i don't you think there was like the important questions no it's just music bumper music i don't know screw around with the keyboard uh, but okay. thank you, Roy. It means a lot. Thanks, and Roy. yeah, it's awesome. Sorry, Jason didn't ask for more. <laughs> Is there a title? I don't think there's a title. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I farted the music. I don't know. No, that is not what he did. Uh, giveaway. What Give are we giving away, Scott? Jason. We're giving away Jason. You son of a bitch. And nobody would enter. Nobody. Nobody wants me. Mike the Black Jelly Bean. Away the set of three ornaments. I will put slash. You could make them into magnets if you wanted, because <laughs> they're flat on the back. Um, from Paul Gill, Mark Van Tyne. There's a picture of them right here. I really love the hairy one. Um, 
So you're getting all three in time to paint for Christmas. Yay. And they're good. They're, they're decent size. The likenesses are killer. Um, thank you again, Paul Gill, for sending this to us. We really yeah. do appreciate and, and it. And thanks, everybody, for the wonderful, horrible Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I want to. Oh, my God. I knew it was a mistake. <laughs> I. Uh, all right. I thought when I meant like worst Christmas, I meant like worst funny Christmas story. <laughs> There, I got some pretty depressing, horrible stories. <laughs> I did. I felt terrible after reading some of them, and I was just like, "No way!" No, it's like you just wanted to send them. Oh Paul, can God. we get more of these? We'll just send them to everybody. And that, I got like, some more that weren't in the comments that were emailed to us that were just like, "Oh God!" So thank so, you, everyone, for. Did I tell mine? Did I tell mine last episode? No, you didn't. Do you want to tell it after or before? Well, I'll tell mine before. Okay. Because I don't get to enter. All right. So I'll, I'll tell my most bizarre Christmas story of all time. Girl I was dating at the time, her dad lived in New Mexico. And um, we went there for Christmas to visit. And they had this old cat. Her name was Crutch. And she was about 20 years old. True story. This is a Oh, did story. you kill a cat? Please let me know you Just killed a cat. Stop. So. And this cat was like, it was so old it would lay on the stove because it loved the heat of the pilot light on the stove. You know, so it was laying on the stove all the time, you know. And they love their animals, so, you know, cat hair and food was no big deal. Ugh. So, um, coming from the guy that eats garbage, is going to go, ugh. I don't like so cat anyway, hair in my food. <laughs> um, she was a real sweetie cat, you know. So... She's walking around the room. The guys were all, there was football on that day. And the guys were all watching football. And the women weren't cooking. You know, like things should be. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be in trouble for that. I didn't mean it. Matter of fact, in the Worthling household, Shanna better be sitting there with her feet up watching football. And Mark's <laughs> ass, I better be cooking. Just make sure we're on the right page there. Anyway. So this cat, I'm watching this cat kind of make the rounds to everybody, you know. And she's just. Everybody's just petting her, and then she'll walk on to the next one. So she jumps up in my lap, and I start petting her. And I can hear her purring, man. She's just, she's loving it, you know, and I'm just petting her. And she's just an old girl. Like, she could barely meow. And she's, and all of a sudden, boom, this cat goes totally limp in my lap. And I'm, like, looking down, and I'm, like, uh, and I'm, like, you know, touching her and nothing. So I called uh, my girlfriend's stepmom. Her name was Cindy. Cindy, uh, I think something just happened to the cat here. <laughs> and she comes and grabs the cat off my lap. And then she's carrying the cat away. The cat, all the urine drains out of the cat. At that point, I know the cat's dead at that point. Because, okay. <laughs> so here it was, Christmas Day. These people are heartbroken. They've lost their cat of 20 years. Grandchildren were there and stuff. And, and <laughs> so um, so they decorated a, a box for it. And my uh, girlfriend's dad at the time, who was a super nice guy, he's gone now, but he was a super nice guy. He went out and started digging a hole in their backyard to bury the cat. And it's like, I went out and took the shovel from him. I'm like, I'll dig the hole to bury your cat. You're not digging it, you know. 
So we had a whole cat funeral on, on Christmas Day and all that, but I will never forget that cat jumping on my lap and dying while I was petting her. So only me, right? Only me. <laughs> so after that, people wouldn't let their kids near me for like two years. Like, <laughs> Don't go sit on his lap. No. No. Oh God. No. But my wife can. Yeah. Uh, but so um yeah, that would have been my funny Christmas story. I spent a Christmas Eve throwing up and going number two at the same time because I had the flu. I remember having to sit on the toilet and have a bucket at the same time because it was coming out both ends with that flu. That, that happened to me once too, but oh, it wasn't Christmas. Worst. It was Christmas Eve. I started wrapping presents and I was like, wait, something's wrong. And then I just spent the next like four hours. Fast. My, my favorite flu story was... uh. That was happening to me, only I was on my hands and knees throwing up. And when oh. I threw up, I crapped myself. Did you hit the wall? Or, no, or no. no, I was I was had clothes on, but it was like, yeah, you could feel it. There's nothing you could do. You know, you're boom. <laughs> and at that point in time, I remember I was single at the time. At that point in time, I said to myself, you know what? You should just piss yourself and die right here on the floor. Let somebody else fucking worry about it. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that happen. So. Oh, man. Okay. The All giveaway. Right. Giveaway. What, what a nice segue into the giveaway. Great segue. We got the numbers. Here we go. And. I'm not vintage. I'm grumpy. What the fuck is I'm not vintage? <laughs> That's who won. That is a username from YouTube. So I'm not vintage. No, wait. I'm not vintage. I'm grumpy. You have won the ornament. Well done. Reach out to us. Reach Send me an email at... Does this work? I haven't even tried it. Modelclub at TV, uh, gmail.com. Oh! Something I forgot to do last time. And since we're talking about Paul Gill... I have a Paul Gill button. Gillman Productions. Look on that. Facebook. There it is. So, yay. <laughs> the button. Got a button. So we have two buttons now. A worthling and a gill. So thank you, everybody. Uh, we will have another giveaway this episode. Um, It will be mentioned in the interview with CG Blade today. Uh, it's a cool little kit. I'll put a picture of it here. And how you're going to win that is in the uh, interview with CG. So thank you, CG, for another amazing donation. Scott. Yes. Are you ready for news and review? God, what is wrong with you today? It's one of those days. I'm ready. I, I want so <laughs> out of this. I, <laughs> I got to do this for two said, more fucking years for no money. Hey, okay. Hey. Hey. We're having fun. This is a fun Saturday okay, night. What are you talking about? Okay. That's... First news and uh, reviews item. AFM came out. Second digital issue. Uh, what are you doing? Saluting me? Focusing. <laughs> this fucking guy. No, I, I went out of focus. I moved like two seconds and I went out of focus. Yeah, I got to get you a new camera. There we go. Okay. Uh, new AFM is out. The new digital copy of AFM, Amazing Figure Modeler. Uh, the military war issue is there. 
with some other stuff thrown in that is not military related. Uh, so if you, I noticed my link went to my promotions folder, so I didn't see it right away. So double check if you have Gmail where it goes. If you are not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe, buy it digitally. And there's some cool stuff in there. So uh, we're going to have Terry on next episode. We're going to be recording very quickly again after this because of the holidays. Thanks, Scott, for being such a great Terry on. We're just going to let him talk and then we're just going to sit Yeah, we're going to sit and just listen. Yeah. So uh, Terry's going to come on next time. So that's. I'm going to hold off the giveaway for the Ed Riley donated those AFM back issues. And we're going to give those away on that episode too. That is also going to be our big black Friday giveaway episode with a bunch of stuff to give away. So, and that will lead into Christmas, December episode. So it's, if you need a Christmas present, that's the one to listen to. Uh, We have a little kit from CG today and then big giveaway next episode as well. So lots of stuff coming. If you need free stuff, so AFM, you got your issue, right, Scott? Yes. Unlike you, I have to pay for mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I don't have to pay for mine. It's coming. It's coming. I know. I kind of, I had to pay for. No, these kits, these were from Terry. Terry did give me these kits this time. Terry doesn't watch this show, so <laughs> we could say talk that. about him like a dog, and then when he comes out, hey, buddy, yeah. Yeah, I think David might watch once in a while, but I don't think Terry does. So, fuck that guy. Yeah, when David can't fall asleep, he puts his hat on and about three minutes out. So, all right. Next thing up, next bit of news, and I don't know how to take this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be. I don't know the right word. Not to be a dick. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, Wonderfest announcement. First of all, Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan with the pun, C-O-N. Scott, does this make you worry about Wonderfest at all? Or is it just me? Well, this is the second guest announcement. Who was the first? Uh, Greg Nicotero. Okay, I'm not even talking about the guest. I'm talking about the, like, that. that's coming up. Just the picture for Wonderfest. Um, it's a spaceship. I, Is it I just me? It's been the first time. I don't think it's. The I first know, time. but I didn't like it those times either. Well, you know what? There's a lot of those guys there too, so it's. I know. But it's, you know what? Do we want to see another zombie? Because Greg's see, coming. You know, I, I mean, it, I want to see a figure. I want to see a figure in my Wonderfest ad. I'm sure there'll be more. All right. So anyway, Wonderfest announcement, please. It's coming up. Everybody uh, It is June uh, 4th through the 6th in Louisville. So get your rooms reserved. I need to do that, actually. And, you know, you probably don't understand the Wrath of Khan, but it also correlates with the guests that they announced. um, Nicholas Meyer. Oh, no, I understand that. Okay, so that's probably why. But again, <sighs> I'm going to see it sound like a baby, so I'm not going to. Just stop. Stop tearing everything down. I want to tear I want to tear the world up. <laughs> I, I get it. There's people that'd be really excited for this. Me not being one of them. So whatever. 
Wonderful. You know what I'm excited about? Hopefully we're going to have a show. That's what I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. And what's our, we, Scott and I have been talking. Our plan is to have a table at the Wonderfest. So we're going to sell the junk we got to get out of our house. And then just maybe do some t-shirts or something. But we're, as of right now, we are planning to try and get a table for Wonderfest. So we'll see. See you there. Scott, anything yeah. to add to that? <laughs> Maybe they'll ask us to do a form. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that'd be yeah. terrible, actually. <laughs> if we could do the it's show like live from there, cares. we we might be able to pull that off. But I, we'll Maybe see. Maybe we could get some impromptu interviews, like have people come behind the table and chat. That, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be finally get cool. Rotundi on, and yeah, you know. we might be able to do that. So, Wonderfest, we're working on it. Uh, first up. Kits that I saw for sale. Uh, Vince Herman of Saturn. Is it Saturn model kits? Saturn models? Saturn Limited, yeah. Saturn. A uh, couple things. Two reissues. This is a kit that I've always really liked. My friend Tom has had this sitting in his house since 99. And I was kind of wanted, I was kind of hoping he'd give it away at some point to me. Um, but they're re-releasing this Eve, uh, the Dark Angel resin kit. Uh, I think. I have a feeling by the time people see this, the deal will be over with. Uh, it's a one-fifth scale figure of a demon chick holding a severed head. Cool little piece. Nice throwback to the early days of the garage kit land. Not early, early days, but the heyday of garage kit. Uh, nice little piece. 100 bucks. Normal price is 165 Hit them up on Facebook. Uh, I saw this on there, and I think I might try and take advantage of that. If it's Where'd you see this? It, like he had posted it in a couple different places i think um the what, three of the groups i think i saw it in maybe resin maniacs maybe huh. resin friends or resin the buy and sell garage kits one okay i think and same with this next one he's got is deadly bite it's a reissue from uh, a sculpture by joe simon i can't remember who originally put this out but i have this kit but i'm missing the arm to the girl uh, I think Lance had given me this a while back. Uh, this is a really big, nice piece. Uh, the base, I think I just boxed it up the other day. Uh, that base is huge. It's a really cool spider figure and great little monster. Uh, but yeah, again, from Saturn. Uh, check them out. Hit them up on Facebook as well. And Saturn LTD model kits. Deadly Bite coming back. Nice kit. Nice, nice kit. And I found, not found, but I think we've talked about it before, but I don't think we've talked about it since it's like ready to go. Uh, from Pestilence Labs, uh, Earthbound Studios. And I think a combination of Pestilence Labs. Or were they, how were they doing this? Am I totally not lost? Sure. We'll have to wake Worthling and ask him. Is this an actual <laughs> Earthbound kit or was it a Pestilence kit? I don't remember. I, I'm not 100 percent sure either. Now, now I'm, that I'm seeing it with an Earthbound Studio. I know. I thought it was a Mark kit. Uh oh. Anyway, <laughs> Mark will set it straight. Yeah, he we'll will. correct it next episode. But <laughs> but this is out there finally. The base that they've been working on for a long time is done, and there you go. I think maybe Mark was selling it for Earthbound while Mark was out for a little bit. So, uh, there it is. It's beautiful. Nice little piece. It's nice. So, and. The next thing I found is this werewolf from Mark Newman. Uh, great werewolf sculpture and lots of pieces. 
I know he's almost sold out of it, I think. Uh, price is a bit high, I think. But he said they ran into uh, production costs and they were higher shipping, than expected. Shipping costs, too. And shipping and all that. So it's it's an expensive kit. Total collector's piece. I, it's, I think Mark Newman has done some of the best garage kits that you can... Uh, Moonsinger is one of my favorite kits of all time. And this is right up there. Another really good werewolf. So check it out. I've seen this all over Facebook as well in the different groups. Or just look up Mark Newman and try and get yours before they are gone. We're continuing with me, huh, Scott? You go, boy. Okay. Uh, in the 3D printing world, <laughs> realm of things that I've got, uh, I picked up this golem. And for anyone who knows, <gasps> Scott, we forgot. Oh, I forgot something. We, you know, we forgot to wish happy birthday to somebody. Who? Uh, Peter Jackson. Sir Peter Jackson and I share the exact same birthday, and I can't believe I forgot to tell this you that. This explains everything. <laughs> Peter Jackson and I both have Halloween birthdays. So happy birthday, belated birthday to Peter Jackson. If you're listening ever, again, we'd love to have you on. I would love to oh, have you Oh, I would love to have you on. <laughs> But anyway, uh, this golem, I found Scott, actually, the nice guy that he is, I would not have seen this forward the, this over to me, uh, being sold by Adolfo Sepulveda. Uh, he's on Facebook. You can find him there. He's also on ArtStation. I'll leave all links before, but I printed this golem. I wanted to get it done for today, and I printed it. Didn't change the size. Didn't do anything. The torso came in one piece. It was a bit tough, but oh, man. For anyone that knows me, Gollum is like, I don't know. Scott, what's your favorite character? It ain't Gollum. I know. <laughs> but this is, I love my Gollum stuff. From the old, the cartoons, from the movies, everything. So this thing just, it came in, it's really just four pieces. Five because of the skull. And it printed out gorgeous. There were no problems. I, That's I, all one piece you printed out? Yeah, this, I, oh man. It barely fit on the, on the plate. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, how am I going to print that? There's no way. Uh, but it did. I got it to angle right. And it and that's almost six scale. I'm guessing. It is. I think, it's, I think it's supposed to be quarter scale. And I have the Sideshow Gollum statue. And that's, I think, one fifth. And it's a little bigger. So what'd you, what'd you pay for that for? This was 20 bucks, I think. What'd it cost you to print? Cost me maybe 10 or 15. But I, I guess I just look at that and go, if that was a resin kit, this would be 200 bucks. Easy. I would think because, yeah, I mean, there's no way you could, you'd have to do and the arm separately, right? It would be a lot more pieces, a lot more work to yep. do, put it together. And the detail wouldn't be there. And I don't, because in a resin kit, this is always my problem with Gollum resin kits that I don't think that'll zoom in right. But his teeth. There's stop right there. Yep. So his teeth are all in there, are all in the right scale. In resin kits, they never turn out right because they're tiny little just broken teeth pieces, really. And they're never, ever going to turn out right. Um, but this is just, Adolfo so, did a great job. And if you go and look at Adolfo, I'll put a picture up here. Uh, he has amazing other stuff. I think he does stuff for companies and statue, statue companies. But he has a... X-Men Cyclops coming out that just is... Does he have a little uh, schmegel under his schmegel there, or what? What's going a, on? 
uh, he has under his tunic. So you look. Of course he looks. You know why? Because he's a creepazoid. That's why. He's a fucking creepazoid. I I had to look because I had to print it this way so I know what's under there. And I, he has just a strap. Just a strap. So, but that's my biggest problem. No golem bung. Hold on. How do I say this? Without sounding. Anyway, I like my wieners on my stuff when there's supposed to be a wiener. (laughs) If there is supposed to be a penis, there should be a penis there. It bothers me when there isn't. So yes, he's never here when we need him. I know. Okay. All right. So how, let me explain this. So Simon Lee sculpted one of my favorite kits of all time is Butterball. I'll find a picture of it. I'll take a picture. And where it has the big fat naked guy sewn to the back of this other dude. But there's like, it's a naked guy. There should be a wiener. So I had to, I sculpted a wiener on there because there should be one. In the front of it, I sculpted like it had been removed. I went and changed it a little bit so that it had like a reason. So in a Patreon that I'm on now, a predator, he just released a predator with a victim that's been skinned that he's, the predator's holding like a victim. It's a naked guy, but it looks like a Ken doll. And that bugs me because that's not what it would look like in real life. Sorry. I just want things to look real. It's not about, I'll move on. Adolfo, great job on the golem. He does do it. some nice work, though. I, I oh, there's some great stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'll put his links up there, too. And yes, then the do. next one that I'm currently printing right this very second that I also got off of a fundraiser from a guy, and it was, again, 20 bucks, uh, designed by Fragments. That's how you find him on Facebook. This is painted by Ben Painting, I think, but V from V from Vendetta. And I'll have this up next time to show everybody. Um Great little kit. Check him out. It's uh, Fragments on Facebook, and you can find stuff through him. Is the cape well. one piece or two? I have not looked at the cape yet. Oh, boy. I <laughs> I know. I'm printing the body right now. I'm printing. I have the base, everything supported. I have the torso, the legs, everything but the cape supported right now and ready to go. Oh, here's what's going to happen, everyone, because <laughs> he's an idiot. Okay. Oh, really? I'm an idiot. Let's go. All right. Tell me what's going right. to happen. So... When you get a 3D file, okay, at least when I do, I, I look at how the parts break down is and I say, what's the biggest part? And then I throw it into my program to make sure it's going to fit in my printer. Oh, yeah. The, Normally you know. I do do that. I forgot. <laughs> and so, uh, so what's going to happen oh, is... Wait, wait, let's do this live in real time. All right. He's, he's going to throw this and find out that there's no way this is going to fit in his printer and he will have printed the whole figure. Oh for no. Let's do this in real time. All right. Hold on. Keep talking. He's a moron. <laughs> Actually, I forgot about the cape. I totally. All right. Hold on. Uh-oh. All right. Good. This is a good sign. The cape is in two pieces. Okay. And it probably is a good sign. I figured it was because I can see a slight seam line on that photo. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All good. Okay. <laughs> you were sweating for a minute there, though. I was. I was. Oh, ooh, that would have sucked. I was actually sweating. Well, like, so the Frankenstein Jr. I printed. Yeah. Okay. 
you know, I looked at all those pieces first, and the base was the biggest piece. So I stuck the base in Chitu Box, and it was like there was no orienting that base. Yeah. So I had to knock that thing down to 75% and print it that way. And it's yep. still a foot tall. It's still a good size kit, but that base barely fit at 75%. So. <laughs> So for all you sculptors out there, when you are sculpting this stuff, try to keep the dimensions of these printers in mind. And I think a lot of them do, because a lot of them kind of fit into the Saturn footprint. Well, actually, I noticed in I'm on a new Patreon. I'm hooked. Like, I have a problem. I think I'm on three right now. Was on five. But they have different files. They've scaled them down for you that. Like the, you get ones for that are scaled for the Mars and then scaled for the Saturn. They have them already to go. So it's there. And it's really not that hard to do. You know, it's just you have to figure out the percentage and then you have to make sure because I did this too. <laughs> um, there's a couple pieces I've printed bigger. The paw rug from the yeah. Billy Bears and the mummy from the Groovy Ghoulies. And, and I went downstairs and... and I had the paw rug and I had the head was real small and the hat was huge. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And I forgot to blow the head up to, uh, to match the, the, you know, well, that's so. part of the problem with those groovy ghoulie ones too, that I was hoping somebody is trying to get them all the same scale to make them look good. So they all, well, I think they're each other. And, and you'll see in the, uh, workbench, I, I think, there's a scale they're supposed to be size wise. If you just okay. print them, if you just straight. print them, okay. But like, like a dummy, I really like the mummy so much that I printed it at 150. Yeah. Okay. The Dracula barely fits <laughs> the way it is, and the Saturn the way it is. Um, so I can't blow that one up too. Yeah. So, um, you're kind of you know. But that being said, to uh, Wells' credit, they all fit. And they're all the right height, yeah. And stuff. So that's you know, it's in in correlation with each other. They're all the right height. And when the Jupiter comes out, then you can make them bigger if you want. I was so, thinking about this Gollum and the Jupiter. If if it was broken down differently, I think I could print it life size. I'm hmm. almost positive. Like if it was positioned the right way. I could print the Gollum life size if I wanted. How so cool anyway. would that be? All right, moving on. Uh, last thing I have to show is uh, Ray LeGrant sent this into us. Another amazing uh, War of the Worlds diorama that he did. He did this about 10 years ago. Uh, some great little lightings, lighting shots in there. Uh, there are some links down below in the description I'll have uh, to videos on YouTube that he has of this thing uh, in action. So. Another really cool War of the Worlds di- diorama from one of our viewers. And and I told this story off camera, but I'll tell everyone real. I'll, I'll quicken it up a bit. The other night when I went to bed, like an idiot, I, I look for movies when I'm going to bed because like I'm going to stay awake for a two-hour movie. So this was the movie that I picked. And I didn't even get through the opening you know, speech for the guy. This is the War of the Worlds. Boom. <laughs> Out. I was out. So I wake up later when my wife is wake, has woken up and she's already turned back some sitcom on that was on. And I go, 
oh, was my movie over? And she says, no, it woke me up on those machines. At do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, stop watching weird stuff. Sleeping. Yeah, she's like, stop watching weird stuff if you're going to pick stuff. <laughs> so, um, well, cool. All right, what'd you find? Well, uh, sorry. Whew. What sorry did I find? Up. Well, oh, that's all right. I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. From Paul Gilligan, sleeping there. Oh, no, that's Bublik sleeping oh, again. Oh, look at that. I, I love that photo, though. Look at Bublik. He's, uh, he's comfy. He is comfy. He is. So anyway, from Gilman Productions, Paul Gill. This is a Hammer movie, The Twins of Evil. And this is, of course, sculpted by Jeff Yeager. And uh, I got to say, there's some nice twins on this. Uh, I could go for some Twins of Evil. Some for some twins of evil. I don't think he's got a price yet. I'm pretty sure they're probably quarter scale. I don't know if he sells them separate. I'll I'll try to get some more details, or he can answer in the comments. They look like they go together, but this is coming. Yeah, um, you know. So there's Very Jeff, good. busy, busy, busy. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like those. All right, and next Hot. thing, and I'll, I'll read this uh, <clears throat> kind of verbatim so I don't screw it up. Because if I do, ooh, what's this? I. I like hair. when I see these for the first time on here. Sometimes. So this is, I'm going to call it Halloween Nightmare News. Ooh. And this is from Garage Kit US, Jesse Garcia. Just a quick bit of news to let folks know, since we're starting a new street, we're, only, we're also going to be starting a new theme. So the theme of the Halloween Nightmares has kind of been the top stone masks from the 60s. Okay. And um, so he's starting a new street. These kits will maintain the same whimsical feel, but they're calling the new street B-Roll, L-R-O-L-E, okay? Basically, the monsters in these sets will include mega-distorted satirical versions of classic B-movie monsters. There you go, B-movie monster fans. All the new kits will use the same bases as the previous ones, so you'll be able to mix and match your kits any way you like. And the first two installments will include aliens from Invasion of the Saucer Man and the Mole People. Hope that everyone's excited about the new direction, which will be in the talented hands of Sean Kyle at Sean Kyle Studios. And I think Sean's on uh, Facebook, too. He's actually a really talented sculptor. I met him at Wonderfest. Um, so um, these are the first two. This is uh, the Invasion of the Saucer Man. And that's the, you know, that's the kind of the drawing. Yeah, okay, I like it. And then the uh, next one will be the Mole Man. I like the Mole Man coming out of the sewer there uh, in the pumpkin. And it's like she's playing whack-a-mole with a hammer. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of cool. And uh, they're thinking for future installments. um, And none of this is written in stone, so it could change. It the Terror from Beyond Space, Hideous Sun Demon, Roman Extension XJ-2, aka Robot Monster, uh, Devil Girl from Mars, Attack of the Giant Leeches, just to name a few. So, um, Oh, that'd be cool. Robot Monster would be cool. That's so a great Jeff, idea. Uh, continuing that line and starting a new street, and um, there you go. So, um, Really cool. Thanks, Jesse, for sending this in. Yeah, um, thank you. 
I was giving everyone shit about not sending us stuff. And, <laughs> you uh, guilted people into saying. Uh, yeah. Well, no, not everyone, because the next one I had to go find. But you had to go okay. drag it out of them? Yeah, I had yeah. to go drag it out of them. So the next, uh, next thing I found, our good friend Rob Rotundi at Needful Things. And this is James Kahn from the nice. movie Ball. I believe this is sculpted by Lace Lee. And if it's not, we'll correct that as well. But I know Lace is doing the Robin Hood for Rob. So I think he sculpted this too. Okay. And it looks like it comes with two options as far as the head. You could have it with the helmet without. And uh, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So um, there you go. That's some great news. Uh, wow. Okay. That, that's um, <clears throat> so that's coming from Needful Things. Okay. At some point, someday. <laughs> because hmm, it's Needful Things again with the yawns. And, um, I'm going to skip ahead in our slideshow, and I'll go back because the last things are are digital. <clears throat> so I'm going to go to. Uh, Want to give a shout out to John Dennett who has always got something new coming out. He's got his 20th century pop culture portrait gallery. And one of his uh, newer pieces that he just released is uh, Mr. Hyde. And it's uh, based on the Frederick March, Mr. Hyde. And that sells for $63 and $9.30 shipping if you're in the U.S. And John always signs the bottom with a nice message. We're still trying to get his ass on. It's only been a year. <laughs> so I'm going to bug him somewhere. Well, okay, I'm waiting on a sculpt for him for a year, too. And then his uh, latest installments in the 20th Century Pop Culture Portrait Gallery. And I believe we showed one of these in the gallery that Marty did last um, episode. And this is the Shock Theater Monster, the Shock Monster. Nurse Ferratu. I believe that's based on an old mask as well, but I'm not 100% sure. And, of course, uh, the poster monster based on the Jack Davis uh, poster that we're all so familiar with over the years. So give John a shot. And all those those three, too, are also $63 and $9.30 shipping in the U.S. I don't know if he ships outside the U.S. and if he does what that cost is. You can find John on Facebook. And uh, a super good guy, too. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, get that. So then I'm going to back up here in our little slideshow that we can see and nobody else can. <laughs> so mention from it. my good friend, well, winner, we have, I think it's his first dive into the Warner brothers, uh, catalog of creatures. And there was a, um, there was a short hide and hair and Bugs Bunny, this. uh, rented the house or something. From this little Dr. Jekyll guy who drank the potion and became Mr. Hyde. So, well, uh, did a little statue here of the Jekyll and the Hyde. That looks cool. And, uh, yeah. So, I always wonder how these are going to stand up over time with the weight of the kid on those small legs and stuff. But I guess only time's going to tell. Yeah, huh? we'll find out. <laughs> but that's why when you print them, you hollow them out. So yep. And then, well... This isn't even shown yet, but I'm going to show it because I know probably by the time the episode comes, it'll be out or it'll be close to being out. And come on, Jason, do you even know who this next one is? Is it Hong Kong Fui? No. No. I know I've seen it before. I don't know. 
So this dog is like the precursor to Muttley. He giggled like Muttley. Oh, really? And that's Precious Pup. I that I no, I did not know. Precious Pup. And if I remember right, Granny used to like beat the hell out of Precious Pup. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw a Precious Pup cartoon. But um look at that. That's just awesome. Yeah. And um last but certainly not least, because I'm not sure if we showed it yet. No, we have not. This is your big announcement, huh? So this is a big well, it's a big announcement. Yeah. It is a big announcement. You like this is a big thing. So when I was a kid in 1976, Howard the Duck came out from Marvel Comics. And the artist for the first couple of Howard the Ducks was Frank Brunner. And Frank Brunner also put out some posters at the time. And I know you're all gonna think I'm crazy, but I had we the already iconic, did. We already did. Had the iconic Farrah Fawcett poster up. You know, in the red bathing suit that came out before you were born. I remember seeing and on a friend's older brothers. <laughs> that came down for this poster, um, which is, it's not per se Howard the Duck, it's Scarface Duck, but it was based on the Howard the Duck phenomenon that went out. Like, first year Howard the Duck comics came out, it was like crazy. Howard the Duck for president. I've got a button somewhere that Bernie Wrightson did the yard on. Um. And it was just, there was like Howard the Duck mania. And then Disney sued him because he looked too much like Donald Duck. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I had this poster. Love this poster. <laughs> and over the years, I said, man, I'd like to have that sculpted. I'd like to have that sculpted. And the more I bought these kits, this 3D stuff, I got a hold of uh, Well, and I said, hey, you want to do this commission? This is what I want. And um, this is what I got. Um, these will be 3D printed for now. I don't have a cost on it yet because my printer's been broken. I don't even know how big this thing's going to print. Okay. I, you guys nothing. don't even know how much Scott has been. E the second he got this was like the day your printer died. It was like right. Uh, it wasn't far you. after. It, it was like right time. around. Yeah. So you weren't even able to like do anything <laughs> like with this. No. And at the time of this taping, I want everyone to know my printer's been back up for a day and a half. Almost yeah. two days. Okay. And before I dove into this, I printed some smaller stuff. And now I've got a couple nine hour prints going, which both came out. Thank God. But uh, I'm printing the groovy ghoulies Frankie right now. But. I think from there I'm going to print one of these up and have it out there. So I, I was really happy with this. Um, well, it was so easy to work with. Like it was just a question of, you know, he was going, he was going, he was going. And when he got to a point, he says, okay, what changes do you want? And I sent him <clears throat> what I felt weren't big changes, but there were a few changes, no arguments, no nothing. Hey, no problem. Made the changes I wanted. And you know, understand you're taking a two-dimensional drawing and making it three dimensions. So it's not going to be exact, but I'll tell you, I think he did as good a job as I could have hoped for on this. And um, I've just got to, by the next episode, I'll have one printed and pictures of it printed. And then maybe we'll have an maybe idea. Maybe not. Cost. Maybe the yeah, episode maybe. after that. Because we have to record close. Ugh. Well, we'll see how long it takes. We'll see print. what you do. So, um, so anyway, this will be available through me. Um, 
if uh if for some reason there's a great demand which i don't think there would be i would then probably switch to casting some of this in resin the traditional way but if not it's going to be printed and um so the the, the question we ask everybody else so i'm going to ask you are you going to sell stls of this eventually okay eventually but for right now um because i want to control it a little bit and you know we'll we'll get into talking about this yeah okay um i don't want it to go crazy out there i'm not looking to make a lot of money on this if i make my money back on the sculpt i'll be happy okay and anything after that is is bonus and um so then yeah the stl most likely will be available we're looking though maybe a year down the line you know i have to see how many parts i can you know i i want to max what i want to do is i want to maximize how many parts i can print you know the less as you know the less prints you have to do Mm -hmm. something like this the better off it is like that lantern's in three pieces or the lamp is in three pieces um the way he broke the duck down is really kind of cool the the one the one arm has the front of the machine gun. The one arm has the back of the machine gun. And, you know, it all locks together. So I haven't even printed it yet. So, yeah. Um, the, uh, the stuff in the wanted poster is going to be etched into the print. So you will have to paint it. Maybe we'll do decals. I don't know. Okay. But it's, it's most yeah. likely going to have to be painted. Okay. And, uh, and those well, are all separate pieces, too. Those are all separate pieces. The poster and all that will fit into the wall. So congratulations. I know this has been a big thing on your mind for a long time. And to see it actually there, ready to go, is, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big deal. Congrats, man. And, and good job, Well, for this. Like, well, well is awesome. Yeah. Well is awesome. I, I think he misses me because, you know, I've always sent him pictures of stuff I'm printing of his. Yeah. And for the last month, you know, now we did have this going at the beginning of it, but haven't communicated a lot because I just, I haven't been printing anything. And so I repaired my motherboard on my Saturn. I'm still waiting on my new one, but I repaired my old one and started printing, like I said, the night before last. And, um, it, it was amazing to be printing again. And it's like, had to get used to the, way I was doing stuff and you know the movement because I had a specific and you know this too probably you have a specific way you do things where okay here I take the cover off I put it here I, I do this I do this I lay this paper towel down I mean it, it's you know you get in a yeah. rhythm and so you know I kind of had to get back to that and um, well cool I'm excited but, for you that, that's so um, I'm hoping we'll see <clears throat> maybe I'll have one printed by next um, and we might have them at Wonderfest They'll definitely be at Wonderfest. Yeah. So, and I have so much other stuff to do by Wonderfest. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, you do. Get on it. Uh, uh, what's this Lone Ranger? Lone Ranger is by um, Russ Waddell. This is the Aurora Lone Ranger, believe it or not. Okay. This is an Aurora kit. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, and I recently got, I think I bought these from Joe Bello, the Lone Ranger and Tano. Because there are two kits that they never reissued, which I don't know why. Because it's like 
the licenses can't be that much money. Maybe it is now that Disney owns it. But <clears throat> so the last time these were reissued was 1975, the comic scenes. And um the Lone Ranger, what I always liked about this kit is the mask was a separate piece and the mask fit on the face. So you paint the face and put the mask on yeah. afterward. I thought that was cool. Had this as a kid, never built it. There's a big surprise. I started when I was a kid. <laughs> There's, believe it or not, a lot of detail in this kit that people don't realize because you don't see a lot of them painted. And if you do, you don't see them painted this well. And um, it, when you see this, it's a nice kit. It's a perfect representation of the Lone Ranger. If you Where ask. did you find this? I can't. What did you say? This was on one of the Aurora groups. Okay. Uh, that, uh I gotta look. Is it Ross? Ross? I think it's Ross. Yeah, because we're gonna have to credit this person. Oh, the hell with him. No, he's a good guy, actually. And I put it in the photo so you don't have to call me and ask for it. Uh Ross. Ross Waddell. Ross. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Another Canadian. I believe he's Canadian. Uh um, good painter though. He's painted a lot of cool. (laughs) You said I believe he's Canadian. Good painter, though. <laughs> Good painter. Yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah. most of the Canadians yeah. are. Look at yeah. Rob, that guy. Um, but yeah, so I just really <laughs> liked it. It really struck me. It was yeah, really that's cool. Uh, and anybody that's built this kit can probably attest to this. Um, well, first off, the horse was also uh the American stallion kit from Aurora as well. They use the same horse for this kit. Over, okay. And the way the horse pieces are broke down, the seeming this kit is not for the faint of heart. Okay. And um <laughs> no, so, seeming's never fun. No, especially styrene kits. So that being said, um although plastic welder has changed my life. That's yeah, the Lone Ranger kit, too, well. I want to mention quickly, and Tonto, were two of the original Aurora kits that never had nameplates either. Hmm. So, I think there's been some aftermarket ones made, but originally they did not have nameplates. But, uh, I, you know, and he's doing the Tonto next, so I can't wait to see what he does with that. They were both weren't bad kits, you know, and they had cool bases. They had a lot going on. Yeah, This doesn't necessarily have a lot going on, but it's a lot going on if you consider the horse as part of the base, and yes, you know. <laughs> so, um, nice kit. Um, nice job, and makes me glad I have one sitting in my basement sealed. As a matter of fact, I got those, I showed those in the episode here, and you wanted me to open them. Yeah, you should have. Because you're a bastard. So anyway, <laughs> there you go. That, All that's right. Everything and, uh, yeah. Okay, Scott, what else you got? I also picked up this beauty from Mark Worthling, the uh, Young Frankenstein. It came literally the day after we filmed last time, so I couldn't squeeze it in last episode. But it's the Young Frankenstein. Uh, why, why is the fucking actor's name escaping me? Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle is the monster, and his thumb there lighting itself on fire. Um, beautiful castings. Do you have it there? <clears throat> Where is it? No, you're going to have to put a picture up, Dick. Hold on. All right. So since Scott doesn't have it there in front of him, 
I put it away already. You put it, it away, like, but you couldn't keep it out for this. Well, because I knew you had one. Oh, I wanted to keep this a secret till next week, but or well, next you episode. Keep it a secret still and just say so, that you've got is, one too. Yeah. I didn't get one. Mark Mark and Pestilence Labs has graciously given us a kit to give away. I didn't want to undo this, but I'm going to. Because I've been useless. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, there we go. Play that. So this is one of the kits we're giving away for our Black Friday extravaganza. Hello, uh, handsome. Look at this. We can make him fit like my size. Right there. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Uh, yeah, this is a great piece. Um, so we'll talk more about it when I actually give it away next time. But we do have it. So Scott, continue talking. Um, no, I love it. It was. Uh, I couldn't decide what hand you can get it with a translucent hand. I think you got to, you know, of course, pay worthly another fifty dollars for that or some bullshit. But <laughs> you can get a clear hand. Or I think if you want to light it or just want that look, I don't know. Um, or just a money making thing for him, who knows? Because he's not making enough money. Um, it, it's a good thing I like Shannon because that guy's got to go. Well, look which one he gave us to give away. Oh, the clear one. There you go. So there's a clear one, or you can get regular resin. Um, notice though how it's got regular resin yeah, fingers. That's pretty nice. You think yeah, he was trained by Bro- Brokaw or something? No, well, there's a reason for that. He was getting an air bubble in there, so he's got to pre-fill that. So, um, you know, another idea I helped give him, but probably won't get any fucking credit for. You bastard, Worthling. You bastard! <laughs> um, Mark's a great guy. Everybody that doesn't know, I'm teasing with Mark because I love Mark and his wife, Shanna. They're awesome. Mark's been so good to the show. I don't um, know. Do they love you? That's the. That is really the question. I, given what I'm paying for some of this stuff. <laughs> anyway, I just love to bust his balls because he tries to give me stuff and I won't let him. Yeah. Because of our, for the integrity of the show. Um, <laughs> integrity of the show. <laughs> this is a fucking loaded with integrity. Um, Actually, I, I, take, I think we were pretty good at anything. it. For free from anyone. Um, and now I can't get this thing back in the box further. Because you're an idiot. So anyway, um, yeah, I did pick that up. And it's really a great piece. I'm looking forward to the rest of them. Can't wait to see Igor. And uh, I do want to pick those up, too. I just, I mean, ugh. money. Stuff breaks. Air well, compressor well, broke on me. Not my airbrush air compressor. My other, anyway. Well, that's cool. Well, that's one of our giveaways. Next, next time. time, Black Friday, Black between Black Friday and Christmas. Um, workbench, Scott. Workbench. Uh, we have a guest workbench this time. Uh, joining us again. This is Phil Kupka. You're not going to hear this. It's Phil Kupka. Uh, everyone else will. Hi, guys. Jason, a few episodes ago, you had the idea of having viewers send in what's on their workbench. Well, here's what's on my workbench. Right now, I'm working on a couple of Outer Limits 
sand shark kits. Uh, first one here's the dimensional design one, which is still available. I'm to the point now where I've got sub-assemblies done and uh, all the pieces are primered and holes are drilled, pins are made. Now, the, originally, uh, this kit didn't have eyes sculpted into it. Well, now they do, and so I had to dremel those out so that I can insert these cat's eyes. The other sand shark kit that I'm building is an old Lunar Models one. And I'm to the point now, like the other kit, I had things sub-assembled and primered, pinned. I have some painting done on this one. I've got the eyes painted on the, on the sand shark head. I've got the figures painted. So that's what's on my workbench. And if you stay tuned to the uh, viewer's gallery, you'll see these things finished painted. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so Phil is working on some sand sharks. That was and... great. <laughs> We're going to edit those in. Uh, well, they'll be at the, I'll sneak peek, boom, right here. And then we will, uh, at the viewer's gallery at the end, you'll see what he's been working on this month. So, Scott, how about you? Workbench for you. What have you been working on? Well, as I've mentioned, <laughs> uh, my printer is back up and running. So just as a little test print today, I printed all the heads. For the groovy ghoulies. Okay. Um, and there they are. The, they worked. Uh, they worked. First first try. <laughs> so, everyone, I just want you to know what I had to do is I had to replace the motherboard. So, these 3D printers, are they're very temperamental. So, anytime you do anything, you should probably... Oh, I just broke stuff. You're an idiot. Um, you should probably recalibrate your machine and all that, but I didn't. I just put it back together and, and ran idiots. it. And, I can't believe. <laughs> and and look at the prints though. Look at the prints. I'm uh, getting. Yeah, you get so lucky sometimes. So, if that uh, were me, it would have never have worked. It would have caught taken hours to figure out why. So well, because you fuck with things. I do. Okay, I like to tinker. All right, I've used the same resin since day one. It works for me. My settings work. Now, like an idiot, I tried to buy some new resins, so we're going to see. Yeah, now we'll see I'm, if that, yep, now okay. you'll see. Now we'll see what's going to happen. So but, cool. Um, so um, I'm printing the Frankie, the body, and the face, and then um, when that's done, I'll probably switch gears and do the duck and uh, get get that shot. But Cool. I can't wait to see all that stuff done. I'm behind. I know. Behind. No. I was like, this is another thing about my printer breaking is I was all caught up. Like, I'm waiting. All right, well, whenever, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to print something. And I was just getting ready to do something for Kenny Caruso. And um, my printer breaks. So there you go. But um, Kenny is bad luck for you. Sure. <laughs> Either Kenny's bad luck for me or that mummy groovy ghoulie was because that could be that printed, that broke it. And, yep. uh, that's what broke it. Yeah. And it's still printed. It was printing the base and still came out okay. So, but yeah. Did yours get really hot too, like mine? Yeah. Because we had this. Okay. Yep. And then we found out that uh, our friend Tony Cipriano <laughs> has just <clears throat> puked up. For those of you who don't know, 
Tony is not mechanically inclined when it comes to stuff as far as printers. No. no. He is a, he's, he's not the most patient guy in the world. He's the kind of guy that'll kill a fly with a mallet instead of a fly swatter. <laughs> And it's funny to watch it go down. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. I, we'll leave it at that before Tony gets upset with me. We love anyway. Tony. And next episode, hopefully, we can talk about um, Tony's got another ZBrush class coming out. Yeah, and, sounds pretty uh, cool. And I think you and I both bought it, or I bought it. I know, and Jamie, mm-hmm. our friend Jamie, bought it. So uh, I can watch that before you go to bed now and fall asleep. <clears throat> but instead, um, of, instead of War of the Worlds. Getting... to the war of the worlds no i like the the first one was awesome so yeah uh i've been working on uh my workbench my building bench back there is a disaster as always <clears throat> uh, i got like five different things going on my one client finally reached back out to me i was worried about him for a while because there's some stuff going on uh but he all he does is send me and you can see him in this picture uh is these hall of fame baseball busts and he always tells me, turn it into this guy or into this guy or make it look like a vintage player. So what I'm doing with those two baseball busts is I'm making them look like players from the teens, 20s, where their collars are turned up. So he wants me to add collars to them. Uh, he originally was going to have me tilt the hats, but he said no. But I'm going to add some hair to make them look more like the guys. But uh, it's a great guy. And it's you the only change guy really the hats does. though, too. Do you know? Like... Well, yeah, I have to carve off the logo on them and then re- freehand the logo and paint it on there. I think oh, like, both do you these... change the bills to be smaller or more. Round uh, I didn't, or... not for these. They kind of match the picture the way they are. Um, okay. but these are both going to be Cleveland players, I think. So it's just going to be a C. Oh, that don't matter then. Yeah. That's... It's not like that St. Louis logo I had to paint one time. That thing sucks. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm working on. And then on the bench, you can see there's a bunch of print stuff. And, um, you could also see, I've meant, I forgot to mention, I think like two episodes now is when Robert Trock was on, he said to get a hold of Hotwire foam factory and buy some of this, uh, foam coat. So I bought some of that to try, uh, for styrofoam and making bases and stuff. And I also bought some of their styro goo to glue styrofoam together give it a try so got that there have you tasted any of that stuff because i know you like to taste all that weird stuff you know i do not taste stuff i get it in my mouth accidentally that's what happens oh, yeah i think i got super glue on my tongue once this just smells like elmer's glue almost so just probably pba glue um and then i was like you can see on there i printed these are from creepy tables he was having a Halloween sale and I printed up a bunch of, it's called Cozy. She's it's this awesome little bust. Can't get it on there, right? And then he had a bunch of other ones. So, this girl in this Mexican hat holding a snake, which it's hard to see. And then another one, but that's what I've been working on. I got client work to do. So that's what's next. And I think that is the workbench. So we haven't progressed on the Castle Marais. Oh, I have. Actually, I have quite a bit. Um, I've worked a lot more on the yellow highlights this past week. I'm going to start the the blue and the green on the body probably tomorrow, actually. Well, I'll be editing this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah. But that should take, what, an hour? So. I just ask. 
I, how would I know? You don't give me control over anything. Okay. Anyway, our guest is CG Blade. <laughs> Longtime fan of the show. Uh, who started producing his own kits via 3D printing and some sites. He's a writer, accomplished writer, now has a major publisher behind him. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about some legal issues with uh, 3D printing and how he's doing in the business with that and just some stuff he's working on. So a great little chat with CG Blade here coming up. We appreciate him coming on. He's got a giveaway for us in there, so you kind of have to watch the interview to see how we're going to give away this kit. We are back with CG Blade. Thanks for joining us, sir. You are very welcome. Thank you for having uh, me. First thing, we're a little late, but happy Veterans Day. And thank you for your service and your back brace. <laughs> if you want thank to, you. Thank you want you. to tell that story to us thank at some point tonight, that would be... You want to tell everybody? That's a wild story. That, Real quick. That's a wild story, yeah. You want me to do a quick story Yeah, do a quick... So CG's a veteran, was in the Air Force, and this is one of the first things Navy. he told me was this story. So Navy, yeah, Navy, 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 sorry. Yeah, Navy pilot. I was a Rio um, backseat. Um, I was uh, 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 chosen out of, uh, I actually went in and enlisted and ended up becoming an officer in the Navy. They had a program back then that if you scored so many points on your, um, on your Navy ASVAB, and then you uh, went to school and you were in the top one or two, you could be chosen to, to become a pilot. And I, I, I raised both my hands and my feet and everything, and I went, because <laughs> I was single at the time, and I went, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I want to fly. So um, what happened was uh, I went through pilot's training. I went through, uh, I went to Pensacola. I went through pilot's training. Um, I went through uh, jet training down in uh, Texas, and then I went to regular. I uh, went to regular flight, and um, my my family has had a hereditary back problem for since 1568. <laughs> okay, somebody, yeah, somebody did a uh, uh, one of my cousins did one of those. Uh, um what do you call them the uh the ancestry things the dna yeah the ancestry yeah. tree and found out that you know so and so was a wood woodchucker back in germany in 1568 and has this blown out you know so anyways <laughs> it, it, it's really wild so since i was 19 i've been in and out of the hospital because i my discs would all shift and the only way to get them back in was they would pump me full of valium they would let me lay for like two or three days till everything like you know the tension would relieve and my disc would all go back in so i did that for like once a year for 20 something years i went in the navy never told them i had a back problem because this is something that i really wanted to do uh i felt like i had to do it i wanted to do it so um we got struck we had a bird strike over colorado uh, uh, and I was in a jet and the scene that you see in Top Gun where Goose is, um, uh, Goose breaks his neck in the canopy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but the canopy around where you're ejecting is thinner than the rest of the canopy. It actually like, you know, the, the, the molding of it is thinner so that it's able to break away. 
Well, my head hit and I, and I came out fine, but my spine compressed. Oh, ouch. Yep. So I, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh boy, you know, something's wrong. You know, I can just feel it. Um, went to the hospital for that. Um, my flying days, my flying days after that were over, which I was very saddened by. Um, I got out of the Navy. Um, make a long story longer. Jackie and I decided, Jackie and I decided, now this was in 89. Jackie and I decided in 2010, we were going to buy a whole new living room suite. So it's a snowstorm here in Ohio and there's four feet of snow and I've got a four by four piled full of furniture and it's just her and I. When really we needed three large men and a baby to help us, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, we're taking furniture out, we're taking furniture out, and all of a sudden I hear a snap. And I go, oh, shit. And I'm like, she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, you know that back problem I got? Yeah, it, I think it's back. Well, we unloaded everything. I went to work the next day. I worked as a robotics engineer about 20 miles from here. And um, I went to work. I got up out of my chair and could stand up. And I was, I was parallel to the ground like this walking. And um, I went to the president of the company and said, hey, listen, um, I, I, I got to go to the hospital. I said, something's seriously wrong with me. That was the last day I ever worked. Yeah. And uh, it happened to be my father's birthday in 2010. And then... Um, uh the doctor went in they did an mri they did the uh the whole tests and everything and uh he says you have uh three discs that are nothing but pieces they're just pieces of stuff <laughs> he goes how are you walking and i said i don't know sheer will i don't know i have no idea right so he ends up doing he goes what do you want to do he goes i can take them all out he goes, or I can just try to pick the pieces out. And so we decided, let's just try to pick the pieces out for now. So six hours later, I come out of that surgery. And um, two months later was my sister's birthday, and I couldn't walk again. He, they decided to go ahead and take all the discs out from L3 down to S1, um, which is about what well, you're looking at probably a section about that big baby. Yeah. They so took them all out, put rods and screws in, cages, everything, the whole nine yards, and it just turned into a giant nightmare. Um, found out that the doctor that did my surgery was an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> we found out later on. He missed some screws. Some were loose. Pieces weren't put in right. Nothing um, like I a was like, good screw loose in back. I mean, I could have been a perfect like zombie or something out of a movie for like yeah. a year, you know, but um, so now I'm in pain management now. Um, um, we basically have it down to a science where I'm able to function, you know, as, and my quality of life has improved as a human being, um, you, you know, and I can function. I can I can sit here and I can write and, uh, you know, paint models and do all that other stuff. And so. Yeah, well, it, it, it's been a disaster. I was going to say, that's a long road to go down. Back is the worst. Yeah. 
And the thing about it is, is I had a surgery every two years for eight years. Wow. And I've had over, I've had over, over two dozen sur- different surgeries to fix that kind of stuff. Man. So, um, yeah, so um, stuff like this is like perfect for me doing modeling. You know, I can sit in a chair. I'm comfortable. I know when I can get up and walk. I can feel my legs getting numb. You know, your feet are on fire, stuff like that. Um, so uh, I, unless you know what chronic pain is or you know anybody with chronic pain, it's, it's, it, it just affects your mind so bad. Um, yeah. You know, um, because you're, you're emasculated. You're, uh, you know, you're not the way that you used to be. I can't do the things I used to do. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Well, <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. The closest thing to chronic pain I have is Jason. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling is mutual, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think humor helps a lot. I think, I think in any situation, I think humor helps a lot. I really do. And that's that's the outlet that I've gotten from you know all the writing that I've done is I'm able to do a lot of the um, the humorous stuff, the sarcastic stuff, um, the wild the wild and freaky stuff you know about the government and political conspiracies and the the injections and the vaccines and all that stuff that I write about. Well, so. let's let's go there for one second. You had some good news with writing, right? Yep. New published. Like, tell us about that I for a second. Up. Yeah, that picked up by a major publisher. Um, so now I have, uh, before it was like, do I, do I decide, do I want to write today? And now it's like, no, I have to write today. <laughs> yeah, I have a deadline now. Um, so there's, there's uh, uh, the next book they want by 12222, um, which is Scarlet, which is a, a horror book, a horror novel. Um, They've actually taken um, they've actually taken Indigo from me and said, we want to pay you for putting this book out on the market again. They liked it so much. It's actually like um, it's a time travel invisibility steampunk novel that I wrote about uh, seven years ago. Basically, I got the new I, cover here. I'm showing everybody who's like the artist for the new one. What? Did they they provided all that, right? Yes, yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. They said they said we'd like to do a new cover for you uh professionally because I've done all my own covers. Okay. On my book. So they said, let's do a professional cover and let's see how it turns out. Well, they did it and it is like beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Cool. If you look at her arm, if you look at the arm, the one arm is nothing but gears, uh like uh copper gears and um uh, linkage uh and she'll have she'll eventually have a goggle over her right eye they're working on that right now very cool so, congratulations man that's a big deal i mean i'm sure that feels really good to be picked up after it, all this. It, uh, it does it is just like it's like a giant weight off your shoulder because i have to be i have to write i have to find an editor i have to do the cover i have to market it I have to, you know, do everything, yeah. copyright it, you know, all that stuff that I don't have to worry about anymore, Mar- especially the marketing part. You know, the marketing part is something that's very expensive. And, and there's a, 
they say there's an average of a million books being uploaded on Amazon every day. Holy crap. A million. Yeah, and there's no way to get found in all that. So, you that, gotta, that's, so that's somehow tough. you have to stand out. Yeah. You have to be able to stand out somehow. So Well, I think we go into the same same thing here with YouTube. It's like how many videos are published a day? How many stupid podcasts like this are there? And right. I don't have the time to like, you know, Scott's retired. He could do some promotion, but I, right. I just, you know, I have to work. So <laughs> gone outside of your mind. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So with all that time you spent, you decided to get into producing model kits via 3d printing. So that's what we're really here to talk about and how you, uh, how you chose to go with Gambody. Is it Gambody or Gambody? I think it's Gambody. That's okay. Um, I think it's Gambody. I, I, well, you know, that, uh, it wasn't a hard decision because I scroll through YouTube all the time and I'm always looking for either model fairs, model kits, people putting models together, painting models, this, you know, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm so enamored with it because... When I was a kid, um, in back in the seventies, that's when all this started. And all of a sudden, I see that Frankenstein one. I'm like, "Whoa, that's great!" You know, let me work on this. You know, and of course, I've got my little eight, my little eight uh, tester enamel paint things. You know, <laughs> it only came in eight, and they had a thinner, and they had a little brush. I had one brush, and by the time you painted it, it really you thought you were doing the best job in the world but really it looked like you know uh michael j fox did it you know um so uh you know wow oh yeah here we go (laughs) here come the letters (laughs) but uh yeah but uh i'm sure he'll appreciate that so um like he's watching so uh you know um it, it brought back it brought back all those memories again and i said when i did the books I said, I'd like to do, I said, wouldn't it be cool to do a homage to some of the characters in the books that um, uh, look like the Aurora or kind of look like the Aurora scenes, have the nameplates on them, mm-hmm. um, are part of the part of a novel, part of one of the chapters of the novel that you may not be familiar with. But if you were to read the book, you would go, oh, my God, that's exactly what that's exactly what that looks like. Um, The first chapter of Emerald is um, they're producing they're producing these bounty hunters, uh, these female bounty hunters out of these pots. And they and they they're 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 like they have no face. They have no um, they're just a white form. And this this whole robotic scene happens and they end up stitching clothing to them, giving them a face and a wig and stuff. And they tell them to go out, go out and go find so-and-so through, through DNA. Um, they can track through DNA. They can like throw this, okay. this invisible net down and look at DNA and look at digital numbers and stuff. And so <laughs> that's the scene from, uh, that's the scene that is the model kit from Emerald, where she's where she's coming out of the pod, where the, with the glass and broken he, in those wires and stuff. Exactly yeah. right. Now the spiders, the spiders in that model kit 
are because she's originally from planet Arachnid and she crashed in Roswell in Corona in Roswell in 47. But the, what they didn't know was that some goo had escaped out of that. When they took it to Roswell, some goo, this yellow goo had escaped that was just filled with spiders. <laughs> and later on, they had found it. They took it and they used it. And so you once you read that book and you see that you see that model kit, you're gonna be like, oh, that that's that scene perfectly. So all these I have in my head. Okay. You guys are not familiar with it. Public's not familiar with it yet. Nobody's familiar with it yet. And um, you know, I know we've had these conversations where you say, and I, I totally agree with you that something that is not um, that is new or is not uh, in your psyche in your head yet will not sell as well as a as a Frankenstein bust or something else. Right, and uh, that's what we got into a couple of weeks ago with original ideas, original IPs versus stuff that's been out there forever that I already had as an audience like built into it instead of trying to build an audience for it. Exactly. So it is. Exactly. And it's really, so for you, like just, you can back up what I was saying. It's a tougher sell, like for, in terms of what you sold. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent with that. I agree with you. And, um, uh, what I'm hoping for is, um, to have five of these done at least five. There's, there's actually, well, there's 20 books. I want to do all 20. Um, in this series, um, there's five that are being produced right now that I know I, I think I sent you pictures of. Yep. And then um, there's um, five more being produced after that. So I'm hoping to have, let's say, five to seven done by Wonderfest. Um, you know, uh, and they're not expensive. Um, I don't think they're expensive. I don't think $100 for a model that's a 1-6 scale is expensive at all no um i would i would pay that kind of money uh and i even give discounts on etsy if you're interested in it and you ask me about it i'll say hey i'll knock 20 bucks off it for you if you want if you want me to um just to get it out there okay Um, and uh i think uh I, i thank rod rod hickey for that beautiful paint job that he did on uh, yeah. crimson yep. that thing yep. is that thing is absolutely gorgeous when, when it comes down to pricing i think a hundred dollars is that sweet spot that i think most people when they're buying a model kit can go hundred right. bucks okay i can see that right. when you start getting past a hundred it's it's tough it's a tougher and tougher sell for me specifically um right. how have the sales been digitally like through gambody or some the of sales stuff. digitally is the sales digitally is very well. Okay. Um, and and also, um, um, I I I personally can have these done made on my own for my own personal use um, through Gambody, which is now if you go to Gambody and you see a you see a kit, let's just say crimson. You see a kit, it they'll mark it off on like Mondays and Wednesdays, they'll have sales. Well, there were 24% off. And the thing about Gambody is that 
they will allow you to pull those tabs down um, that we were talking about earlier about the mm -hmm. sole proprietor and the and the uh, um, the personal use. And you pull that tab down and, and you click on that tab what you're using it for, and then the files come up, and then you can download all the files. Once you download all the files, there's another button that says, do you want to have this made? It takes you to a, a website called mm -hmm. Treatstock. And what it'll do is it will download all your STL files or upload all your STL files. Download, upload, upload, yeah. And then, um, and then it comes up with a, a list of printers all over the world that want that want your they want your work okay so they're vying for your work and they're it's almost like a they'll start out like one guy will be eight bucks the next guy might be 13 next guy might be 30 40 50 whatever um and they're all over the world and they're 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 hoping that you know that you get a project made with them. Now, I've done it a couple of times with a couple of these guys, and they and they turned out wonderful. Okay, uh, with with no problems. But um, yeah, um, if you order through Etsy, if you order uh, like Crimson or any of the other kits through Etsy, those are being made out of England, out of Shop Three D. Those are the people that actually took my two D digital uh, prints and and turned them in three D. Okay. So, what? How is uh, Gambody specifically? Because that, that's the one you have experience with. How are they protecting your files? And talking, let's get into some of the legal issues because that's a conversation Scott and I are going to have as well on this episode. Is the legal side of all of this? Who owns what? Who has the right to print what? How do you know who has the right to print what? And how do they help you? Like in terms of managing your because these are your IP. I mean, this isn't like you took a Superman and you're trying to make a Superman. This is your stuff. This right. is, you know, this is not anything that's been, has a, a license from somewhere else. This is your stuff. So how right. is it being protected on there? Um, well, first of all, when you give them the files, when I, when I get the files from Shop 3D, I'll give them the Gambot. And they will, they put them in a queue. And they say it'll be um, 17 days before we get to your files or whatever. They will take it and they will make sure because these guys are like, these guys are like the upper echelon of making sure that things fit together. Um, I mean, there's, when you get a, when you get a package from Gambody, it's going to fit. You don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about line seams stuff you got to sand and putty and all that other stuff they i did have the one time and this is just to back that up kind of what you're saying i did i had bought a mech like from mech warrior off of there and there was a problem with one of the files they didn't it was hollow when it wasn't supposed to be hollow and so i messaged and they fixed it within like overnight and reposted yeah. that file for people so yeah, it was able amazing. to be fixed i'm amazed i'm amazed at, at the i mean they're in england also and I'm, I, I don't know what kind of studio they have or what kind of uh, setup they have or I don't know. Yeah. But they must have a room full of AutoCAD, you know, AutoCAD dudes that are sitting there with, uh, you know, all these 3D files. And I'll chain to a desk. <laughs> 
Autodesk, yeah, yeah. whatever. And uh, but it, it's amazing. Um, they'll give it back to me. They will print it out and they'll show me. They'll say, "What is? How's this look?" And I go, "Oh, looks good. Okay, looks good. Okay, here's your files." They sent me the prototype. Here's the files. You're all set, ready to go. And then they say, let's talk about price. Okay. What do you think this, what do you think this, what do you think we could sell these SDL files for? And I'll say, I don't know. Let's say, let's start at 40 bucks. Okay. Every time somebody buys one of those files, every time somebody buys a set of files, I get 50% of that. And it goes into a, it goes into like a, a kitty fund in my Gambody um, uh, account. Um, I can use that to buy other stuff, which I've done a lot of. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. And I know because I sent you one for the giveaway tonight. Yes, you did. I sent you one for the giveaway tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, stop it. Uh, so um yeah I, I got a problem too i got i got a problem. same problem buying yeah, stuff i, I got a problem too. yeah yeah this 3d printing thing is just it's out of hand so. <laughs> you think it's out of hand it is for me for yeah for what we're buying this, no, i love it i i love it um i i'm worried about the future of it not worried about the future of it i'm worried about the impact on the garage kid hobby. And I'm worried about, and there's so much I'm worried about the thievery um, that I see. And, and Jason mentioned to me in the last episode, I busted Etsy and I didn't mean to bust Etsy for the legitimate people out there like yourself, but <clears throat> I was on Etsy last night looking at files that I bought for $15 mm-hmm. on CG trader or whatever. And there's right. guys on Etsy selling the same file for $4. And it's like, you really got to make that $11 that much. I mean, you right. really got to do that. Okay. And it's just, it really frosts my ass because it's like, it's like recasting in the garage kit. It's almost worse than recasting in the yeah. garage hobby. Okay. And uh, this is what keeps a lot of guys, you know, and, and we talked to Tony Cipriano quite a bit. And, one of the things he's concerned about if he sells STL files, how do you keep it out of thieves' hands? Okay. And there's almost no way to do it. Once they have, once someone has it, they can put it out there if they're scumbags. Right. Okay? And there's a lot of scumbags. There. there are well, a lot of scumbags. I think you're right. And I think right now, I think it's like the Wild West. Yep. It's like the Wild West right now. And I think it, it needs to be regulated. And what we were talking about with the copyright here, and I've got, I'm a small business. I'm a, I'm a small business and a sole proprietor. So I am allowed to, here's my sole proprietor, okay? And then we've got a small business, extended permission for small business. Okay, now, if you are if you are just a regular Joe and you have STL files from Gambody, you're allowed to print three. That's it. You're allowed to print three. You're not allowed to sell the STL files, and you can only give it to charity. You cannot sell it. 
That's on their website. You can see when you sent that to me today, I was blown away by the fact I didn't read the part where it says you can only print three for yourself up until. So that's great. Like that's new info to me. Yeah. Now, if you are a, but then um, like, how do they know? How do they know how many I printed? I heard now I heard now I don't know if this is true or not. I heard that they're going to start putting some type of code into these files that can, can, that are kind of get start counting this stuff. Really? Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's true or not. Don't take yeah. my word for it because that's just something that I read. And I look at it and go, once it's on your computer, man, it would be hard for them to regulate it. Once you've downloaded it. Um, right. Now I go through the same thing with eBooks. eBooks mm-hmm. are the exact same way, but there's buttons on Amazon that you can click. Okay. And there's two buttons. One is a DRM button, which is your digital rights management. That's for me. Do you want to incorporate digital rights management? In other words, once somebody gets that ebook, they can never give it away or copy it. That okay. this is yeah, a, yeah, this yeah. Is the real thing. And the other one at the bottom of the page is do you want to loan this book out? Do you want to allow lending for this book? And what it'll do is if you check yet, yes, then um, Mary reads my book and then she says, Hey Susie, do you want to read? Chris's book, and then she's allowed to have it for 14 days, and then it disappears off of her. It disappears off her Kindle and goes back to the other person. She has 14 days to read it, or it goes back. So they're already doing this. The Kindle and the, the Kindle and the, the uh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So they're monitoring the eBooks um, electronically, and I don't see why they can't do this with these files, if that's true or not. Now, if you're a sole proprietor, you're allowed to sell 20 of anything on Gambody. Like if I buy I buy my sweetheart here. Seven okay. Of nine, okay. And I have her printed, I can sell 20 of her. If I'm a small business, I can I can print and I can sell 100 of them. Do each now, of those licenses cost more though? Like, is there, a, is is there a okay? If I want to do it, if I want to buy a sole, uh, you know, to sell twenty, do I pay whatever? Let's say a hundred dollars. Where if I'm a small business, do I pay a hundred and fifty and I can do however? No, many, you know no, how does that no. work? Okay, no, so you, you don't check no, a box you don't, or no, you don't pay you don't you don't pay that much. Um, um. Uh, I, I I don't remember what the difference is in the, in the pay. I, I really didn't, I really don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that you got to have a tax EIN number. Um, you guys, you guys know tax EIN numbers. Yeah. For small businesses, whatever. I don't know what, I don't know what Illinois is. Um, well, I mean, it. it seems like it's more on the level then if that's the, the extent of which they're going. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of like a Patreon where anybody could get that and just start selling stuff from that guy's Patreon. Well, the one Patreon I'm on, the guy basically says, I don't care how many you print. Just don't sell my file. 
And I'm like, you know, I want to shake the guy and go, what are you thinking? Okay. <laughs> because it's like, then that's telling, that's giving people free reign to sell your product and compete against each other with your product. And you don't make anything off of it, but the money that they gave you for your Patreon. Is this something that um, is a, um, is this something that's like a license or a, or a, a known product? It's a known license. Yes. It's, it's, okay. it's, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it's what Hanna Barbera or whatever, yeah. you know, he's got everything on his Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the licensing thing, that's another funny thing with, with them is that you will never see, and I'm going to do it one more time. Here you go, sweetie. You'll never see this called seven of nine. It'll be another, it'll be something else like Star Trek girl or something. Mm. Okay. And then what they do is they take it and they change something on it. So it doesn't look exactly like Jerry Ryan and that they're able to sell it that way. As long as, okay. Okay. And this is the way they're getting around that. Now that to me is kind of weird because it's like, they'll have a, they'll have like a, a, you know, it's Brad Pitt from Fury from Fury. Okay. But it's not called that. And it's not, doesn't have his name on it. Because when I look at their site and I see like, let's just take the mech warrior stuff. That stuff is straight out of, they look exactly like the models that are in the mech warrior online video game, the same mechs, everything like they are the mechs. And I have no idea how they're getting around that. Like licensing wise, again, garage kid land has been built on license stealing forever. Like right, that's it. Right. It wouldn't exist without that. So you right. get that kind of now with 3d printing and, and, and that stuff, but it's so, I think levels above what garage kids do, because I think there's so much more in terms of people buying this stuff than there are garage kids that I cannot believe that DC and Marvel and all those people are not just like, no, no. And like sending armies of lawyers after these sites yeah. and shutting them down. I, I don't, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I, I don't know. I don't and want I, it to happen, but, but it's so weird. You would think like instantly Disney and Marvel, you can buy a Mickey mouse thing. And Disney is notorious for being all over that stuff. Right. And you, I don't, I don't know if it's, Maybe that's maybe I answered my own question is that there's so much of it that it's nearly impossible now to to hammer it down. In my in my mind, I think it's so brand new that it goes back to Napster. Okay. Okay. I think it actually goes back to the times of Napster. And it was like and and it's like I said earlier, it's the Wild West, man. You know, um, you know, it's the Wild West everybody's got a printer everybody's got an stl file you know let's make money off this as fast as we can because who knows there might be something coming down the pike there might be somebody that goes to uh you know uh congress or goes to a senate subcommittee hearing and goes uh yeah um i've got uh, fifty thousand mickey mouses here uh made by uh this guy uh he owes me, uh, you know, this amount of money. And when we put a stop to this somehow, yeah. And then all I, of a sudden that, that kind of gets the ball rolling, you know, 
that's how I think it's going to go. I, I think it's going to go that way. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, we already know, we already know all the Frankensteins are out there. We already know the mummies and the Draculas and all the Aurora models that are being repopped and all that stuff, you know? So, um, you know, I know that, I know that they're not paying a license on that stuff. There's no way they, there's no way you could be. There's way too many sites that have all these models for sale that are, you know, yeah. that are, you know, you can't tell me that that doesn't look like a Frankenstein, you know, or that doesn't look like this. So. Yeah. I, 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 I don't see them being able to use that as an excuse for a long time. Because you're not changing it enough for on Gambody specifically. Because, like, I think maybe the I know Games Workshop, and I mentioned this before, that does all the Warhammer stuff. They've gone in and shut down private file trading groups on Facebook, uh, where they're sell where they're trading and selling Warhammer files, Warhammer esque files, where they went right. and had Facebook get those groups shut down. I right. I don't get it, but. The way the way it was explained to me about um, the 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 stuff that looks famous or that looks like a celebrity or looks like something is that all they have to do is change. They get they get what's called an author. They they call these AutoCAD Autodesk guys authors, mm-hmm. and so they go in and they change something. Um, they change the way the nose looks or the eyes or the ears or something about it, and then they name it something different and that's how they get it and that's how they get around it that's so weird okay it's it's uh i i don't know i mean i um i've never i've i'm i'm the kind of person that feels guilty about stuff like that okay now i know what's going to happen with my stuff i'm going to see it out there i'm going to type in crimson one day and see like five models or something or 50 (laughs) models that look like you know, uh, yeah, that looks exactly like my stuff or whatever. You know, somebody's yeah. gonna really love. Somebody's gonna really love the figure of Indigo. You know, that's a basically, uh, basically my TNA piece, and it's gonna. You know, it's a one six scale TNA piece, and somebody's. You know, there's gonna be a, a hundred of those out there painted all different ways. What am I gonna do to stop it? I don't have the money for, I, I don't have the money to go get a bunch of lawyers. and go. Uh, yeah. And I think it boils down to that too, a little bit. So here's my question on that then. So you have the STLs out there for sale. And I, I don't know what you've sold so far, but is it your hope that at that point you've sold enough of the STLs that you look at it and say, why well, I've made money there. So yeah, it's out there getting bootlegged, but. I didn't lose any money because of it getting bootlegged. Okay. Because, you know, and and I think this is how it's, it's going to go. You have the, you have a Gambody, you have, uh, what's the other one? CG Trader. My Mini Factory. My Mini Factory. There's there's Thingverse. Thingverse. Thingverse, uh, Um, Yeah. So, you know, when you go on CG Trader, I look at that as a fairly legitimate site. Okay, and so you, you buy something there and the money's going to the artist, you know, which to me is great. Right. But what I don't like to see and what I'm seeing then is um, 
I, I'm seeing guys sell prints that they, you know, they buy the file and then they sell the prints on eBay for 150 bucks. And it's like, it, it's not so much I have a problem they're printing them and selling them. But to me, for every one they sell, they should be giving that guy whatever he's asking for that file or girl, sorry. But if they want $20 for the file, then every one you sell, you should get that person the money for the file. You right. know, and and right. me as uh, someone that people have asked me to print stuff for them, I, I give them two options. I say, you either send me the file to prove you bought it, or um, it goes into your cost and I'll make sure the guy gets, you know, but that's a case of just having good morals and good. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody does it. Not everybody cares. A lot of guys say, yeah, screw it. I'm printing it and whatever I can make. But then they go to eBay and stuff with it. And it's like, come on guys. And and what people don't realize is you'll, you'll force these guys either to never come in the guys like Tony that, that are skeptical about coming in Mm -hmm. because of that, for that very reason, or you'll force the guys that are out there that are, are doing it. That'll just say, why should I do it? My stuff keeps getting stolen. Now, if that, that being said, you know, if you've sold $2,000 worth of files and it starts to get ripped off, maybe not as big a deal. Okay. Maybe just, yeah. You know, maybe not as big a deal, but I, you know, I don't know that there's any guarantee, you know, these guys, the guy I buy a lot of files from, he's selling anywhere from 15 to $30. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many files does he sell enough files? And, and it's hard to get a straight answer out of any of them. Right. Do, you, do you sell enough files that you're happy with your sales and whatever happens after that, you don't care. Cause that's really where you have to be with it. I think, right. It, you know, and, and let's hope one of the things I'm hoping we can do with this episode and in, in other episodes is at least with the garage kid community, steer these guys in the right direction. Okay, because right. they don't know. Okay, right. they, they don't know right. how the the four websites work, and right. they don't know how the artists are getting their money. Right, okay? and and I've researched it, and I still don't understand the the. I tell you, the CG Trader licenses. One says you can print. One says you can't. Uh, um, you know, you can print as many as you want for yourself. I have no problem if if I buy a file. If I want to print twenty of them, that's my business. Okay, sure. But I shouldn't be selling them, okay? Right. And I certainly shouldn't be selling the file, okay? And that's that's where the thing is. Like, I got this Groovy Ghoulies mummy, and I printed it big. I'm probably going to print one smaller just to go with the rest of the set, but I wanted one at 12 inches, so I printed it big. And that's great. I bought the file. That's why I bought the file, okay? But I'm not out there selling them. Right. And And that's... You know, I've, I've got, I'm waiting on money from one guy for something I printed. And the second I, I have that money, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason knows where I'm laughing. But uh, the second I have that money from the guy, I'll, I'll have my guy send me an invoice and I'll pay him for the file. Now, one bad thing about CG Trader is this. Once I buy the file, I can't buy it a second time. You can only buy it once? You can only buy it once. If you try to buy it again, it'll say, you already own this file. Really? Yes. So what happens if my laptop or my That's what... whatever crashes? Well, you I can go, my... if you go into CG Trader and you've bought the file, it's always there for you to download. 
Oh, oh okay. okay. All so right. You, I see what you're all right. So it's you there. Got, so you right. got basically got cloud access then. Yes. Yeah. Or something. Okay. You know, whatever it is. But but if I wanted to buy it again because someone wants me to print for them, I can't. Right. So I have to form a relationship with them outside of CG Trader and PayPal them money and, and what have you. You know, right. it's much easier. If someone wants me to print for them. It would be right. much easier if they just went and got the file and sent me the file. Now, the bad thing about that is as the printer, guess what I accumulate? A bunch of STL files that I didn't pay for. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. But that's, I guess that's the price of doing business. I'm not going to like everything anyone sends to me. I guess, uh, I mean, an honest person would just delete them. But then I'm always at the point of like, well, if I have to do this again for somebody, might as yeah, well save got it. it supported. But I'm, or yeah. if it breaks, yeah. or if it breaks, then I need an arm. Yeah. Right. You no. Know? Right. I mean, you and I, you, you, you guys know how fragile some of this stuff is. Yeah. You know, what do you do if, uh, you know, what do I do back here if my shelf comes down and I lose a bunch of arms? Because <laughs> I'm always losing arms. I don't know why, but fucking arms are flying everywhere in this place. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I I wasn't kidding. These arms I actually broke. Up. His his shoes are fucking missing. I mean, I are you sure? Maybe it's an Invisible Man kit. Hold it up well, again. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, don't just, yeah. off, I don't want to get off subject, but I wanted I want to show you this real quick before we um, continue on. But I hated the, I hated this old head from the Aurora kit. Okay, and. I spent like maybe three days trying to paint this thing the way I thought it should be painted, and I hate it. I can't stand it. It's a bad looking head. I went that damn head, and then I went to um, I went to um, the greatest place. I love that place, Escape Hatch Hobbies. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that place. Good old Todd Powell. I got this head instead. So, as you can see, it's a little bit more extended uh, on the bottom. Than the other one and it's yeah. solid it's solid resin so i said and then i had talked to you you and i had talked and i said can you actually heat up styrene i wanted to heat up that that head and and pull that head off <laughs> and so being the dumb stubborn greek that i am okay <laughs> i took i took the head and I started wiggling it back and forth, right? And I'm like, oh, it's coming loose. It's coming loose. I went like this and I and I and I pulled the son of a bitch like that. <laughs> and the head came off. And the rest of it went flying. And and um there's a uh, oh yeah, here. I I think we have very similar <laughs> building ways actually. And how the arm came off, okay. And then <laughs> I said, Where in the hell is the funnel? Okay, so Jackie and I, we looked for the funnel for hours, and we finally found it. We got. The, Did you get naked funnel. and just roll on the floor looking for the part? Is that how you, <laughs> so I think a lot of people. Do. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Whenever I'm he gets like, frisky, he calls Jackie. I lost some parts. <laughs> oh my god! You know, and this was all. This was all for a stupid head, you know. <laughs> but I'll put it back together. He'll look good. Now I'll be like, oh yeah, he's on the shelf. He's okay. He's fine. So. I gotta believe there's nothing worse 
Then the bad back guy drops something on the floor and goes rolling under something. He just looks in and goes, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fuck. other um the other thing that I did that was extremely hilarious, which um I had no idea because I had never used this stuff before. But um you guys had um you guys had recommended um the epoxy sculpt. Mm-hmm. Okay, for doing, you know, for doing um you know, you knead it together and then, you know, you can do all kinds of cool things with it, like Silly Putty. And it stays for like an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, it's like the regular Tamiya Putty where it just hardens like immediately. Yeah. So I got, I got my epoxy skull. Okay. I give them a little, by the way, guys, I love this stuff. If you guys don't have this, damn get yeah, it. Abe is good. This stuff is good. I love this. Anyway, so I'm doing a little kit bashing. I got the the Flint Jimmy Flintstone um uh girl kit with the creature and then I got the whole creature from the Black Lagoon kit. And I said, why am I wasting all these pieces? They're just sitting here. So what I decided to do is I decided to incorporate I I incorporated I I I put some uh, sculpt in here and got this in here and then I incorporated that back piece into the back of this. Oh, it worked. Then, oh, that okay. That looks good. <laughs> okay, and then I sculpted this. And I I hit it with a brush to give it some texture. I, nothing's been painted yeah. yet. He was black yesterday, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was giving her a suntan, trying to slowly go and you know give her a little suntan yeah. and stuff. And so, and then the creature. I don't know if you guys have ever. I don't know if you guys have done this. Her her arm like her arm goes around his leg like that oh that's cool and he sits and she's actually like got a hold of him and he's looking down at her so his <laughs> is she head, drinking a beer is that what's in her hand yeah yeah she's she's drinking um it's wow can you see it it's a tiki um <laughs> oh it's a tiki mug bar. okay all right <laughs> an umbrella in it oh that's like a pbr so, <laughs> yeah, it's a tiki thing with an umbrella in it. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be really cool if I just put those two together? That way I'm not wasting all these pieces. Yeah, that's cool. What are they gonna, they're gonna sit in a box until I die. <laughs> so what'd you do to the creature? What'd you do to the creature head there? Because you know that's like one of Aurora's worst misregistration pieces of all time. The creature head. It looked like you smoothed it out a little bit. Um oh yeah, yeah. You mean the original one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's nasty. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so if I don't do this and get rid of this box, then my daughter's gonna have to deal with it in about a couple of years, you know. Yeah. We're all thinking about dying. That's the horrible thing. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming for all of us. It, it was it was it's like a, it's like a challenge. It's like I sit here and I go, Oh my god, you know, and then you, you and I, and I don't know if you guys are the same way, but with the whole magnifying glass thing now and the glasses and everything, and you're going, oh, uh, I, I have to. My eyes are so bad now. It's, I need a new prescription. I need trifocals or bi whatever the quadfocals. I don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. They have the ones with the things that flip down now with the lights on them, and they yeah. have the, the little. That helps a lot. Like I, I never wanted to admit it. But I ended up getting one of those Optivisors a while ago. But it's weird. After I got the Optivisor, my reading, I needed reading glasses after that. So I don't know if I stressed my eyes so much that I ended up messing them up more. I don't know. Yeah. 
don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually believe you could do that. I mean, I stare at a computer every day. I mean, I'm writing, you know, if I'm not doing stuff, I'm, I'm writing. So I'm staring at a computer every day. Um, you know, and then the neck, the whole neck muscle thing, you know, and then yeah. the eyes and then, uh, and then after a while I just shut it and I'm like, I don't want to even see it anymore. Get it out of here. Get away from me. You know, that's how it is editing this thing. Most of the time, you know, um, Uh-oh. Look at what happened to you? <laughs> Special effects. This is going to be really cool when this goes live because the timer just went off on my, um, Timer just hold on a second. Watch, we're gonna hear boom. Yeah. He's gonna fall. We're just gonna he's see his arms and legs up on the ground yeah. like like a turtle. Help me! I have a timer that goes off here every night. That uh, <laughs> uh, that way I don't leave the lights on. So hey, while while you're standing, let's talk about your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I was just gonna say. That. Yeah, this is a. Um, I have a whole set of these um, that I got. And I and you guys are not going to believe this, but I got these from Walmart. Really? They're glow in the dark. The Invisible Man says at the bottom, "Imagine the possibilities." <laughs> so this one was uh, I wore this one in honor of Rod Hickey um, because he's such a creature nut, and also because um, he loves everything creature wise. So decided to wear oh. this. The reason I'm dying is every time you move forward, the wrinkles in the shirt, the creature mouth is going like it's alive. (laughs) Like he's breathing, isn't it? (laughs) Don't stop it. You're going to throw your back out. Cut it out. I don't want to be responsible for that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, this is been played, paralyzed himself on the <laughs> yeah, Model yeah. Club TV live. Yeah, we bring, yeah, we should probably bring the shirt back up one more time, huh? <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. For all you in Chicago, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to explain uh, what's going on around here except for. Yeah, yes. and uh, if our kids in school. In chemistry labs can find a cure for stupid people. I would certainly appreciate it. So, um, awesome. That, that's as that's as political as I'm going to get. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, man. This is fun. Um, and thank you for the giveaway this episode. Uh, I got to We got to figure out how we're going to give it away. I don't know. Um, uh, um, what should people write about? Oh, if they were the Invisible Man, what would they do? That's great. There that we is, go. That is great. We'll do that. How are you going to pick a winner, though? Because there's so many. There's so I'll, many. You know what? Out of all this, we'll let you pick the winner in the comments. Let me know. At, I'll give you a heads up. I'll let you choose the winner out of the best comment or what they would do. Imagine the possibilities if they were the Invisible Man or woman. That'd and you can great. pick the one story you think is best. That's no how we'll do it. locker rooms, okay? Been done. Been <laughs> yeah. done. No girls' locker rooms. <laughs> All right. No guys' locker rooms. Been done. I would okay. just, here, you want to know what I do? I just stand over Scott naked all, like while he was sleeping. That's what I would do. Again? You never know. Oh, wait. Again? Oh, dang. <laughs> hey, have you guys seen the, um, the one that Blumhouse had done, the new Invisible Man? I did. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it too. <laughs> you know why? Because 
instead of him drinking a formula, it was the suit. Yeah, I really actually, I thought it was really well done. I'm pretty sure Scott didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> a lot, so, actually. CG, <laughs> thanks for well, joining I us. I wanted to tell you guys that um, when I wrote Emerald, the, it, it's a homage to, and I was telling you about the aliens uh -huh. and the Roswell crash. That is a homage to the first science fiction movie I ever saw, which was Five Million Years to Earth. And it's a Hammer film, the Hammer science fiction film, where they find a spaceship in the subway tunnel. And they think it's a bomb, but it's actually a spacecraft. And it's got all these locusts inside. I remember that. I and totally remember that. It's a they have it on Amazon. It's on Blu-ray. It's a 1968 Hammer film, and so I wrote that homage for um, Emerald. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just wondering um, because uh, Scott, the only reason I asked that question was because um, um, you don't have a lot between then and now. Is it because you don't have a lot of time to watch? Well, <laughs> so like when Jason recommends something to me and he says you got to watch this terrible movie okay i was I'm like one time once no you well you've recommended it i want movie. you to watch because it's fucking terrible <laughs> no i want someone else to see how dumb the twist like oh my god so, anyway hey, all right, god, sorry. you know i've had my cancer scare i don't know how much longer i have i don't want to waste it watching shit i don't like okay i might as well watch lord of the rings till i die oh. okay so um nice, nice. Or you malevolent. Know, watch malevolent you'll love it oh god so I, i'm nuts. not a um i was nuts thinking is this a horror movie or a comedy oh malignant oh, malignant malignant, is malignant. It? Yeah, yeah malignant oh, yeah that's I'm what i'm saying scott malignant. you gotta watch it because it's what, so dumb what the hell is what is james wan doing what the okay. hell is this movie? don't say anymore because i don't want this ruined for him so but i um <laughs> yeah so I know this is going to sound crazy because I love the classic horror movies so much. I don't like to be scared. Okay. So like horror movies now, it's like, no, I, I don't. Well, first of all, slasher movies, they do so many dumb things that like, Oh yeah. yeah it's really are, not that hard to get away from this guy. Okay. I love that progressive commercial now. Why don't we just get in the running car? And I'm like, how about it? Um, Speaking of which the new Halloween. Halloween kills is awful. Yeah, it was awful. And see, yeah. so, you know, it, it's something that's got to really, I don't know. And maybe it's, maybe we get this way with music too, but you, you get to what you like. And I don't know if you become closed minded. I, maybe I do, you know, uh, it's like that, uh, the new movie, the Eternals that just came out, they said, don't waste your money. It's mm -hmm. a piece of garbage. And I think Marvel's going down the tubes. I, you know what? I, I think Marvel's I, gone down the tube since really Iron I, Man. Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man was good. I like the first Iron Man. Yeah. The second two, no. I like the whole, whole first wave of Marvel movies up to the first yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah. And then I liked Winter Soldier. I thought Winter Soldier was really good. Yeah. And then from there, I, I thought well, it started to decline. Okay. I don't yeah. like really any of them. That, but that's just me because that you don't like them because I like them. 
Okay. I don't like them because they're comedies with no real and outcomes. Whatever. Ever. Like, it's tell me how much how good Man of Steel was with Kevin Costner. Man telling, of Steel was better than any Marvel movie. Don't, I don't be stupid. Don't does. use your powers. It is, like, it is one of the best. Mar- Man of Steel is one of the best Marvel movies. Yes. Or DC movies. But, <laughs> but I think somebody at Disney, now that they bought Marvel, has got a screw loose because all these movies are terrible now. It, they're all they're horrible. And the, the thing that I, Marvel movies. We're going to have to get off this because people are going to hate us. They're fine for what they are, but I don't like that every other franchise, since Marvel movies were successful, tries to copy the Marvel way of making a movie where it's like, we'll do a little fight and tell a joke in the middle of the fight. So it's not serious instead of being like, then that's why I like right. Dune so much because it was a serious movie. They didn't right. try and tell stupid jokes throughout the movie. And it's like they tried when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. It's like everyone tried to now make it like Guardians of the Galaxy with yeah, a joke here, yeah. a joke there. Right. And then they do a little fight and then there's a joke yeah. and then they got to be sarcastic. And then it's just, just make a serious movie. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's, there's two movies you got to see, Scott, before I go, two movies you got to see. Yeah. You must see before you kick the bucket. Okay? <laughs> seriously. It, seriously. The first one is Blade Runner. Okay, and the second one is They Live. So Blade Runner, I remember oh. seeing as a teen, and really thinking it was a snooze fest. Now, not saying I shouldn't give it another chance as an adult. Give it another chance. Yeah, I would. Well, okay, I love Blade Runner, but it's boring. It's it is kind of it is boring, it is totally but, boring. But, but if you if you can sink good. into a chair, okay, you can sink into a chair and you can just sit there and just uh, the music, mm-hmm. the color, the now we've got these great TVs, the the, the color of the uh, uh, and and they've got a new edition out. It's a uh, uh, Ridley Scott did a twenty five year uh, uh, re- reboot. I got that one. That's what gorgeous. I got. So I'll leave you with that, and then I'm I, I'm gonna just go ahead over here and play with my head. And, uh, <laughs> well, all right, plug play. away. What? Where do people find you? How do they find your stuff? What do you got coming out? Let's just hit all that before we go. Okay, well, I just had Hellfire come out, which um, if you like, let's say James Bond, but it's a uh, female lead, you'll love Hellfire. Okay. Plus, you two are in it, and it's absolutely the, the middle of its comical as hell. Um, so Hellfire is like three bucks at Amazon. If you want me to get you a signed paperback, just write me at cobaltthebook at gmail.com, and I will get you a I will give you a signed copy of Hellfire. Cool. I'll just give it to you. I'll if you want to pay for the postage and stuff, that's fine. But I'll I'll give to whoever. Yeah, everybody, free books. Um, uh, Hope you right. got about four hundred thirty-six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's put a limit on it. Well, if ten people. <laughs> um, if you want to know about any of the resin kits, update on the resin kits and the books. The website is pseudosynthpress.com. And that, and then there's pages on, um, there's at the top is uh, tabs on upcoming books and then also um, resin kits and links to um, where, to, where to get the STL files and all that. All right, and, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. Be well. We'll talk to you soon. And I want to thank you, though, real quick. Um, 
your support from the beginning has yes, been great. Absolutely. Um, you know, right. the giveaways you've sent us and the encouraging words. And um really I, I want to just thank you for that. Um, absolutely. You well, know. thank you guys for doing this because this is exactly what we needed. We needed, it's, and it's you so guys funny. are the only ones doing it. I'm serious. You're the only ones doing this when we when we deal with when we deal with the models and we deal with all the all this stuff and the when talking about the resin and talking about different stuff and model kits and all that. You guys are the only ones doing it. And and somebody else will come out with a five minute video and go, Oh yeah, look at I, I I painted my creature. And then he sets it back down and then that's the video. You know, yeah. I wanna I wanna be immersed in something like this that's kind of interactive and you know I'm, I'm glad you guys did it, and I've been watching since the beginning, and um, uh, I, that's why I kind of put you in my book. Uh, uh, <laughs> put you to pay, pay a little homage Which, there. By the way, we're getting no money for <laughs> nothing. I don't zero. think CG's getting money for it either. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so we can't ask no. for anything. <laughs> but damn it, if there's a movie made, oh yeah, I want to play myself. If I want to play myself too. Yeah. <laughs> There is a script being written right now for my uh, for my eighth uh, my eighth book. There's a script being written, screenplay, awesome. right? So about witches, the book about witches. Oh, so. cool! Anybody's interested? It's called Ash. Nice. So. Yeah. Right. I have an idea for a movie, but I'll never. We see both it. live with one. <laughs> Does it have to do with the destruction of the uh, uh, of Chicago? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Actually. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, have to t- I'll write it and then I'll tell you about it one of these days. All right, nice. Anyway, thank you, sir. This has been great. Talk to you guys later. We'll thank talk you. to you soon. All right, Thanks, bye. Buddy. Take care. That was CG Blade, everybody. Thanks again, CG, for coming on and thanks for the donation for the giveaway. Uh, Invisible Man, what would you do? So watch in there. Um, Scott, what do you think? Let's have some of this legal conversation ourselves when it comes down to stuff. I know this is something you've been wanting to chat about. And I think it needs to be said. So start that conversation, sir. This whole 3D printing and buying files. So this is all new. This this is all new. And what I want to do, what we want to do, is at the very least educate the garage kit people that are going to come into this as time goes by. You know, and I've already talked to a few guys that since watching us have bought printers or are talking about buying printers and if asked ask me about it and stuff like that. So it's <clears throat> coming. And so because we kind of got a jump start on it, I want to kind of go over a few things with people. And so there are, like we mentioned, four main websites that we know to be fairly legit as far as buying STL files. Um, Gambody, Cults, uh, Cults 3D, Cults 3D, um, My Mini Factory, My Mini Factory, CG Trader, and then even Thingiverse. Although Thingiverse gets kind of, I never look, I should, yeah, I never look on there, but there's some cool stuff you can get on Thingiverse too. So and Thingiverse 2 has a lot of filament printing stuff. And let's let's add in there Patreon and sculptors selling things directly to people through what's called fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
system. Yeah, and a lot of those guys do that through a lot of STL groups that are on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is you're going to go to Etsy. And a lot of people sell on Etsy STL files. And CG sells Etsy almost solely on Etsy, I think. And uh, what, Gambody is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But he sells on Etsy too. It's really hard because what happens is people buy these files legitimately for, and they're cheap. They're like $15 or $20 or whatever. Okay. And it's not enough that you bought this file, but you have scumbags out there. <laughs> okay. And they go on Etsy and they sell that same file that they bought for $15 or $25 for $3. And it's like, do you have to make your money back that bad that you have to rip somebody off? Okay. And it really pisses me off. And and according to CG and a few other people, Etsy don't do a whole lot to help you out. Okay. But what this does is it it scares away guys that maybe would say, you know, I'm going to start selling STL files because that's the wave of the future. And it is. But I don't want my stuff getting ripped off. So my message is, if you want to see some of these guys, some of these really talented guys, start to sell their STL files, okay? Then don't turn around and sell files you bought for really dirt cheap, okay? I think the most I paid for an STL file so far is like $35. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, it's... And what you have to realize, and and this kind of goes with the new AFM too, is I can download the new AFM. I can download the PDF and I can send it to Jason. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Well, I'm hurting AFM that. Okay. That's money they're not getting. And the same thing with these digital files. It's money the artist isn't getting. And that's why they're there. They're there to make some money. The gentleman I deal with, well, feeds his family off of this stuff. Okay. So you're taking money away from these guys for for peanuts, really, for nothing. Okay. Support these guys because what you have going right now is really cool. And you don't want them to say, screw it, I'm not going to make anymore because they're just going to steal my shit. Okay. You yeah. don't want that. So Support these guys. And to piggyback off of that, you also have guys that buy files and then they print them and then they sell five, six copies on eBay. Okay. And it's okay that you're printing them and it's okay that you're selling them. But my question to any one of you guys that are doing this, is for every one you print, are you giving that artist the cost of the file? Well, the I think the problem there too is there's got to be a better way, and I, I maybe it'll weed itself out because some people legitimately have the right to sell them. 
Yes. So if you're on Patreon and you're on one of them that gives you that right, there's some that you have if you pay for the merchant tier. Absolutely. You can yep. sell prints of what you what you've bought. And mm. to weed those guys, it's almost impossible. If you go on eBay, how do you compare? How do you know, how do you know who has the right to legally sell this to you and who's just printing a copy of what they have and selling it that way? There's got to be a way that and I hope someone figures it out at some point cuz yeah, I don't want to see people losing money. I want to see people doing things the right way. We always know there's going to be scumbags out there doing the wrong thing. Always. But to try and make that harder and lessen some of that is what I think what we're looking for here. Well, and, you know, again, how about some moral conscience? So <laughs> in these days, are you kidding me? You know, I know. But I mean, it, it's. So to give you an example. Um, well, sells his Frankenstein Jr. file was 25. Now it's $40. Okay. And I have someone that I printed one for. So the options I give that person is I'll put the price of the file in the price of the kit when I quote you a price for printing it. Or you proved to me you bought the file. And then I'll print it for you. Because I'm not going to screw the guy. Yeah. That, that's doing this stuff that he's doing such a great job and i can't imagine they make a shit ton of money okay but you know it, it's it's out there and he's you know every little bit helps and i think it's on on the buyers too if you do see something for sale and you do know it's a 3d print ask the person say hey do you have the rights to sell this can you show me your patreon uh level or well, how do you have yes. the rights like that kind of thing Cause that should be up on every, like if you're selling something, you should put that out there as a seller. Like here I am, here's my, here's my rights to sell this. So it, you, people don't have to, and you can just automatically go to the right guy or girl. So the problem you have is if you look at the CG trader and I research this a little bit, the, what you agree to when you sell and what you agree to, um, the way you reads, you kind of can sell whatever you buy. True. But then you read something else later on and it says, no, you don't have the right to sell prints of what you buy. Well, even what CG just gave us that we found out today, like if you download something on Gambody legally buy that f file, it's saying you can only print it three times. Right. Well, so I could take. What is that? If you want to even break that down even weirder, I could load that file in the Cheetu box, copy it 10 times on the same build plate. Am I technically only printing it once, even though I've copied yeah, and pasted it? Oh, on sure. So like, a lot of it, it's so weird. Unfortunately, has to do with just not being a dick. Yeah. Okay. Not being a dick. So what's kind of hard about it is in the case of this Frankenstein Jr., if the person doesn't, again, a lot of guys are lazy and they don't want to just go set up an account so they can buy files. All right. So they'd rather me do it for them because that's, that's life today. Just do it for me. Do it for me. <laughs> One of the problems with that is once you buy a file from CG Trader, 
you can't buy it a second time. So luckily, like with Well and this other gentleman, uh, Diego, that I've dealt with, there's a friendship there so that if I can't get the person to go buy the file, if they don't want to buy the file, I can get these guys to send me a PayPal invoice for the cost of the file, and I'll just PayPal them the money for the file. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm great, I'm perp, you know, I mean, I got my audience to do that. But um, what I'm saying is, you know, do the right thing. Okay, yeah, drink that. Yeah. Do the right thing. And, and it's like, and it's not even like, this is what's funny about it. It's not like you're, I, this is the equivalent of recasting in the digital world. And it's not like you're saving $100 like you would buying a recast resin kit okay you're maybe saving ten dollars okay yeah and but but the same thing and regardless of the money and i'm not trying no to but that's it. like honestly it does come down to that a little bit it's you know, pennies recasting yeah. and then we're not justifying recasting at all that was no. people trying to avoid hundreds of dollars these are people trying to avoid ten dollars versus fifteen dollars like, like yeah. what I don't. And if you're not sure if the person's selling, okay, do a little research. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a Mary Jane from Spider-Man out there. That a there's a lot stole. of Mary Janes from Spider-Man. Well, yes, there are. And there's one that I kind of really like. Well, he sells it on CG Trader. It's usually on sale for like $17.50. Okay. If you go on Etsy, you can find like 10 different people selling that thing for three and five dollars or four dollars or five dollars. I'm like, why? Why? Okay. And And I I think I've said this before, and I'll say it again on here. mm -hmm. You're dealing with people who are a cross between modelers, hobby people, and video game people. And there's a certain section of video game people that will cheat just to cheat because they know they can. And mm-hmm. I think you're dealing with some of that in here as well. It's like, how do I fit game the system for the lowest? Co- how do I game the system to do the math, to do the least amount of work possible? So you have that sort of nerd mixed in with this mixed in with this other group of nerds. And it's just, it's hard and it's going to be hard. And I just, well, and I think what we're trying to do is get everybody to just be honest which is hard to do, but do, do some research. And- well, no, but if you want to see guys, if you want to see a guy like, you know, like, like Tony, you know, we've talked about Tony. Yeah. A lot. And I had a conversation with another producer over the past week, and I'm not going to say who that wants to get into this and they're trying to find the best way to do it and, and make it work. So if you want to see guys, if you want to <sighs> get into printing and I, and I honestly, I know people are probably tired of us talking about it, but like it or not, this is how it's going to be in the in 10 years. And you know what? Even if the CG trader license says you can print them, do what's right. Yeah. Just do what's right. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest. A lot of these guys are in Brazil. Okay. Or South America somewhere. Okay. And there's a lot of really talented guys. And 
they're doing this stuff. They have no legal recourse. Okay. There's nothing they can do. They can't chase you down. And uh, you know what? It's so they sell on there. All right. And they're selling on there for peanuts. Like I said, all right. So would it kill you? Would it kill you if you're selling a print of a kit for 150 bucks to send the guy? And and in the case of the one I did see, it was a Vampirella, and I don't want to get on the guy's case that was selling them. But I, I did contact the original sculptor, and no, he didn't give him permission to sell them. But he seems to think that there's nothing he can do because of CG Traders' uh, license, you know, agreement. Mm-hmm. But would it kill you, dude? You're, you're selling that thing for 150 bucks, and I I know Jason and I know for a fact especially if you're printing it hollow, you're, you're not spending much more than $25 in resin. Okay. And the time on your printer that you don't sit there and do anything, you turn it on and you walk away for 10 hours. Okay. And we're not, we're not, so, I mean, the other side of that coin is there's a reason prints cost what they do. Yes. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah. yeah when we talk about so, it with CG before, but so, and, and yeah, but so, okay. So you got $25 worth of resin into it. and you're going to make $125 on this thing and you can't sell the guy. You can't send the guy the $30 for the file. So you know what? Maybe he'll make something else that people will want to buy and, mm-hmm. and paint and stuff like that. But if he keeps seeing his stuff being ripped off, maybe he's going to say, screw this. I'll just do it for myself. Okay. So again, just <laughs> don't be a dick. Yeah. Okay. I think, and I think that's where don't we leave cheap it. Ass. And even if you, Think you're within your rights, okay? And there are, again, I'm going to say there's sometimes you are, okay? I'm in a Patreon where the guy says, hey, man, I don't care how many you print, how many you sell, just don't sell my files, okay? Now, I don't think that's a good decision on his part, but if that's his choice, that's his choice, okay? Yeah. But that's not the CG Trader or one of these other sites, and I don't mean to pick on CG Trader, but, you know, and it's that's why I've found pretty- I've I mean personally I think I've bought more stuff off like my mini factory. It seems like mm-hmm. it weeds some of that out more than CG Trader does. Um, they might charge more on a commission side of things, but I've been finding I think the best way to really support the artist is probably either through Patreon because you know you're dealing you're dealing directly with them or with finding the guy selling the file himself through something like fundraiser. Cause then, you know, that money's going to them. You know, they're not having to take a commission out or mm-hmm. any of that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's fun to go through CG trader and find stuff and do it that way. And if that's the only way artists are doing it, yeah, fine. But if there's a way to buy directly from the artist without a middle person, I think that's the best way to do it. And then maybe figure out a way, but and a lot of these fundraisers, the guys, let's just throw a number out there. All right. When I raise a thousand dollars, then I'll release the STL. Okay. Cause then he looks at it and says, I got a thousand dollars for my sculpt, which is if it was a clay sculpt, that's what I would sell it for. If I did this sculpt for someone else, that's what I would do it for. So once I make that money, then, then what you have is a lot of them will put it on these websites to sell. And then if it does get, hack well, i don't want to say hack but um does get sold by some unscrupulous characters they've already made their money yeah okay and it's gonna happen now that being said that don't say 
then go buy it from the from the jerkweeds because the guy already made his money. <laughs> if if any way you can, you know, you can support these guys, and by all means, you need to. Okay, yep. because it's they're making really good stuff, really cheap stuff. You know, like I I talked to you about the golem there. It was what twenty five dollars, maybe another twenty five dollars of material to print it. It's golem. What a golem, golem, gillum, golem. Pick it up again yeah, and break it. Was, uh, yeah. So uh, I can tell you it, but but so anyway, so look at that thing. It it's it's a huge kit, and this is what I think is fifty dollars. Okay. This so is where people I think get mad at me too. Like, yeah, I don't buy as much garage kits as I used to, and I feel I feel bad about that. But no one's making this. And and it's because these garage kit guys aren't into it. And the only place for me to find something like that is through these people doing it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what I'm into. Yes. I'm a painter, I'm a builder, and I'm a modeler. And if I'm I want to find stuff that I like, and the best way for me to do that right now is is through printing stuff well and like me with the cartoon kits okay none of these uh the precious pup no one's ever gonna make a precious pup model kit okay i I don't even know why someone would do it digitally but but you know yeah sure bust bust wells ass now that's that's good actually i want well to i might have well something so you know and and a prime example is like the scarface duck that i just did um that's something that I wanted. All right. So I took a chance and, you know, had and at the it. end of the day, if it doesn't make it, you still have that kit you wanted. Yeah. And, and it didn't and cost you, you that much the, more the than price, a regular garage kit. Well, no, the price for doing it was, you know, it was, he was reasonable and sure gave me a good price because we've promoted the hell out of him, uh, <laughs> which he is really grateful for, but really easy to work with. Like I said, and in the end of the day, if I sell six or seven of those things and break even, yay me. And then I sell the STL files and eh, yeah, if I see them getting sold by someone other than me or well, uh, then there's going to be an issue, you know, and I'll try to track yeah. it down, but I'm not going to spend my life tracking it down because I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And so as a sculptor, you got to kind of get into that mentality too. Okay. I got my money. Whatever happens, happens. It sucks, but it's going to happen. Um, but yes, right. yeah, so there's so much there. Um, and, you know, this is why the, a lot of the garage kit producers are kind of not liking it. A lot of the boards aren't allowing a lot of stuff yet because there's so many, so much craziness going on. And it's just going to get worse when the scanners become affordable. Yeah. And, um, you know, then you're really going to see some garage kit stuff happening that <laughs> is not going to be cool. So, you know, again, this is more of an education for the garage kit guys. It just, like you said, it boils down to try not to be a dick. Don't be a dick for pennies. I expect, well, don't be a dick, period, but don't be a dick for fucking pennies. Jeez, you need the $10 that bad. I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean I want 100 fucking emails that i want i want ten dollars okay and no, wait, wait, brian, wait. Clark, brian clark don't even think about it i wouldn't say there's the voicemail guy. number you can call and leave a message for yeah. scott so um yeah yeah brian clark mark worthling i'm not sending you a dime okay speaking of which 
let's move so on. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's move, move on. on. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again. And man, if yeah. anyone wants to come on and talk about this or debate this debate, yeah, that would love be to fun. have it. Um, yeah, I would love to talk about it because it, it's like I said, this is going to cross over into the Garage Kit community. And maybe this will reach out to some 3D communities as well. And, um, you know, people don't be a dick. That's all I can tell you. Don't be a dick. I don't know how well it's policed on its own. Um, I'll tell you this. There's probably more STL buyers than there are garage kit buyers. There absolutely are. um, Absolutely are. Um, All right. Voicemail, email, and correction. I have a correction. What is your correction? No, we have a correction. This is awesome. Because we're never wrong about stuff. So. I, I was wrong in this one. I knew I was wrong, too. The Needful Things swimming creature was sculpted by Rudy Garcia, not Rob Blusky. Um, Mr. Rotundi made me aware of that right away. So, uh, <laughs> Did Rob he go, you Blusky knucklehead? Sculpted his uh, full-size bust. He did. But Rudy Garcia sculpted the uh, swimming creature. So let's put the email address up. It is modelclubtv at gmail.com if you want to send an email on uh, in for us to read. Uh, that is the address to use. We have a couple emails. And All right. Oh, I see some pictures here. What's going on here? That's coming there in a second. That's the second email. Okay. This one I was just specifically asked, told to ask you. And it's from uh, Logan Taurus, Scuzzfink. Uh, for the life of me, I don't understand Baby Boomer's obsession with this serial killer, serial killer, serial character, Quisp. And his title of the email was The Cult of Quaker Quisp. He's everywhere. I mean, a few model kits were made of him and other serial characters. I don't get it. Is there something magical about crudely drawn space alien? Even made life-size bowl and serial model clip kit with quisp floating above it is he some kind of cool deity i don't get it is everything that came out in way of serial characters so golden i mean my generation had tony tiger tricks rabbit sugar bear and a whole bunch of other characters don't see them in dedicated resin nor do i want to if this is a cult i wonder what kind of things you have to do to get in maybe scott may know what other clubs is he going to belong to so what's up with Quisp? Besides it trying to kill me that one time that we talked about a long time ago. So Quisp. Why do you uh, think, what's with the boomers in the uh, serial character kit? So I think the boomers grew up watching Saturday morning TV. And what did they advertise in Saturday morning TV? Toys and cereal. Yep. Yeah, okay. Now keep in mind too, a lot of these characters they used actual characters hold on i'm gonna go in and out of focus here for a minute okay they used actual characters i've got a book downstairs somewhere um like quick draw mcgraw for corn pops or something i mean they used oh really see okay. characters early on was there a quisp cartoon there was never i don't think so okay but so what happened is i think general mills was was quisp general mills I don't remember now who did Quisp. Quaker Oats. I have been Quaker Oats. So there were a lot of cereals back then that tasted the same. Okay. At least to a kid, to me, as in a, in a remembrance, they tasted the same. 
Captain Crunch, Quake, Quisp, um, King Vitamin back in the day, they all kind of tasted the same. Okay. So there was just a gluttony of these cereals. And two of them were Quisp and, Quisp and Quake, I would swear, were the same cereal. I think they're they are. I think, yeah, I think they're shaped. I, I think they were shaped different. Well, they're all that same taste. Like, they're all the same. Yeah. So, but the commercials became very popular because they were like watching more cartoons, I think. Okay. This is just my take on it. All right. So, and then there was, they decided they were going to get rid of one of them. And so there's a whole write-in or vote-in thing about who are we getting rid Who's of? Who's going to get executed? <laughs> or Quake. Yeah. And I think, if I remember right, Quake lost. Yeah, and I Quake liked lost because you can still get Quisp. Yeah, I, I liked Quake. So um, <laughs> so anyway, I, right, I think there you go, Logan. with the characters like that, it, especially like Quisp was unique. Um, Captain Crunch was unique. You know, I like I mean, Captain Crunch. Characters, the Sonny the Cuckoo Bird, the Tricks Rabbit. Yeah, but I, I think his point is you don't see Captain Crunch model. Or no, there probably was a Captain Crunch. Kid. I think I did see it. I did Crunch. see one. So yeah, I remember seeing one. So you're wrong. And, and again, I'll tell you what, in the digital world, you might see him because it, it's something people probably look at it and say, see, don't forget, in the garage kit world has got, gone away from something like the duck that I did, where I said, I want this for myself. I sell enough to break even. Or I make a few bucks. I'll do another something that I like. Okay. The garage kit went away from that a long time ago and turned into a, what can I make money on? Yep. Well, I know I can hire Jeff to do a Frankenstein. I'll make money. I, basically, I can hire Jeff to do anything and I'll make money because Jeff's a good sculptor. So, it, you know, the garage kit company, it, it did become more of a business than an actual hobby. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of quisps and, you know, stuff like that. Um, just because of that. But because of now the digital world, maybe you'll start to see the tricks rabbit. Maybe you'll start to see the uh, Fruit Loops Toucan, you know, follow your nose. It yeah. always knows, you know. Uh, and even some of the candies, Choo Choo Charlie for good and plenty. You probably before your time, but, you know, um, these were 60s. These were iconic things, you know, and a lot of advertising in the 60s, not just cereals, but a lot of advertising in the 60s was had characters in it that you identify and say oh yeah mr peanut prime example you you identify with mr peanut well you identify you remember it you remember okay, it from right. childhood okay, okay you need to start wearing a top hat and a monocle they're gonna remember the creepy burger king that's okay. next we had people that were upset we didn't wear costumes on the halloween episode i think next year we do and you're mr peanut <laughs> All right, from uh, Mark Worthling. Email. We should charge him to read his emails. <laughs> Watched episode 33 last night and really enjoyed Scott going through his best of pay. Jason, when you asked before, he went through the best creature kits, if I would agree with Scott's choices. Well, I called them before he even said them. He and I were lockstep on land creature and swimming creature, which is pretty cool. Now, what Scott didn't mention was the other film, Revenge of the Creature and Creature Walks Among Us. So I do have picks for those films. Best kit from Revenge of the Creature, 
is Exo Facto Jaeger Classic Volume 4. Uh, kit pictured, built and painted by Dennis Lang. So we have that. Uh, sculpted by Jeff Jaeger, 1-6 scale. And that's the one he's tied to the anchor, correct? Yeah, we did show a picture of this. I think we did, yep. Uh, and the best kit from Creature Walks Among Us is the 1-1 scale bust by Blackheart, Mo- Blackheart Models. Uh, painted by Mark Worthling, of course. And sculpted by Steve Wang. That's a cool kit. And I love his eyes. Mark did a great job on those eyes. Yeah, he. Um, this was actually a really good kit. It's huge, though. It's it huge. Giant. Yeah, it is big. And, you know, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. But I always thought this creature makeup looked like There's a but, whole, all yes, right, everybody, if a... we're out of sorts, because Scott said something funny that we cannot leave in the episode. Uh, also, the question came up about Earthbound Studios' Big Head series and what skill they are. I know a little bit about this since I have partnered with Mark Brokaw on several Big Head kits. They are not... <laughs> <laughs> who cares they are (laughs) (laughs) can't even go worthling you bastard (laughs) they are not really any scale since a big head can be any subject mark wanted to have a standard size so the standard is eight inches from the bottom of the chin to the top of the head regardless of the subject. Amazing Colossal Beast, for example, was gigantic, but he is still only eight inches from the bottom of the chin to the top of the head. Pretty genius, actually. So regardless of the character, they all fit together in a display. No, the bigger big heads like... No, it was supposed to be now. Now the bigger big heads like Vincent Price and Aliens, for example, do not follow fall into that rule of thumb. So most of them are eight-inch faces. <laughs> That's what it is. Wow. Okay, we have one email from Phil. Gentlemen, number th- 33 was shorter and sweet. Well, we have news for him. This is going to be a longie. Uh, <laughs> happy belated birthday, Jason. Thank you, sir. Uh, side note, Jason, what do I search for to find your YouTube site? Well... <laughs> It is linked at the bottom of every single one of these episodes. So if you want to just go to the bottom of any Model Club TV episode. Don't, don't bust on Phil. It's there Phil at the bottom. watches every episode. Okay, well, don't I participate. Think, I, I, okay. uh, the benefit of the doubt. No, I'm just giving him the benefits out. It is almost always the very last thing. So if you don't scroll all the way to the bottom, you probably miss it. But if you just, to search for, I think if you just type in Jason Walker, model painting i'll probably show up but i'm sorry seriously there's just a link here i'm sorry phil he's a dick (laughs) being a dick uh here are my suggestions for scotty's number one picks no so further episode oh so (laughs) anyway he's my friend he's not your friend he's i I know so here you go uh your favorite b-movie model kit favorite harryhausen figure kit uh favorite uh, think weirdo kit types, uh, girl figure kits, superhero figure kits, hammer horror, cartoon character figure kits, be they 3D printed or resin vinyl or styrene. 
One final question. Have you guys gathered enough interest from fellow Chicago area modelers to have your own swamp meet? We Portland, Oregon area, Northwest figure modelers are hoping to have our next long awaited damn the COVID gathering, the guy's house that it is most centrally located where most of our guys can attend has just finished putting on a huge addition to onto his house, more display cases. Um, that's cool. Uh, and Phil, I think we had two people reach out to us. Two. I had another couple that I talked to, but not a lot. Not enough so, to do it in a short period of time. We had good weather. Yeah. So I think what we should do is maybe oh, in the this spring, ought to be good. Yeah. Maybe in the spring we revisit this. Okay. And um, just put a date out there. Yeah. And, and say, okay, look, this is the day. If we can get a head count, that would be great. So we can have food. Okay. It'll just be me and you giving each other massages, uh, I think. Yeah. Rubbing each other's feet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't touch your fucking feet for fucking fuck feet. You nasty fuck. You probably got webbed feet, you son of a bitch. Okay. Well, <laughs> leave that in. Where does that even come from? <laughs> I probably have webbed feet. <laughs> so, now you're making fun of genetic disorders. Great. Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Okay. And finally, we have. Oh, thank some, God. I know. We're doing this for four fucking hours. Uh, hold on. We we're going to have, have web on. We're going to have web on. Yeah, so we have web on next episode. So. episode. Okay, you know. We're practicing. Okay, uh, voicemails. We have voicemails this episode, Scott. Are you ready? Sure am. Are you sure? Let it rip. Hello, Jason. Happy birthday. This is a joker. Happy birthday, Halloween boy. <laughs> have a good birthday. Goodbye. Uh, the Joker has wished me happy birthday. Thank you, Joker. Whoever did that, that's a pretty good Joker. So we should we should make that a giveaway. Whoever can properly guess who the Joker is. Okay. We should give something away. What do we got to give away? Uh, I don't know. I'll find something. We'll find we'll we'll find uh, maybe one of them busts you just showed. Okay. And the person can't guess themselves. <laughs> yeah, the person can't guess themselves. And in order to have a winner, the person that was the Joker has to come <laughs> forward. Now, I think I know who it is. All right. But, um, yeah, guess who the Joker is. And if someone guesses right and we get confirmation that's who it was, uh, we'll find something to give you. Yeah. All right. Next voicemail. Jason and Scott. This is Brian Clark, Scott's oh, favorite Brian English Clark. teacher. Yeah, and uh, right. <clears throat> just uh, wanted to call and, you know, I've watched the last few episodes, and I will say that there was one episode that I really enjoyed much more so than the other two. Um, you know, one guy was missing. Let's just say that. I don't want to get into specifics. But in the last <laughs> couple episodes, I've noticed something. Um, I've been seeing dots after the episodes have uh, aired. and. I believe what's happened is, uh, if you watch closely, the uh, 
heads, your head, Jason, is perfectly framed. Um, however, Scott's head is really, really large. And uh, every so often, you have Scott in a – there's light behind him. And I believe it's kind of a, you know, like a solar eclipse type effect. And what's happening is his large head with the light flashing behind is burning my retina. So I was just wondering if maybe you could just darken him up more or have him, you know, just in the background and, you know, maybe remove him altogether, you know, something like that, to allow us uh, viewers to be as comfortable as possible. <laughs> well, besides that, the show's fantastic. Um, I will be sending you my eye doctor bill, though, as I have to have my retinas reattached uh, due to uh, Scott's ridiculously large head, uh, basically, <laughs> you know, making me blind. So, hey, besides that, great show. Keep up the work, guys. Talk to you soon. Oh, Scott's large head. Yeah. Care to comment, Scott? Oh, I sure do. For those of you that don't know. <laughs> Mr. Clark just got over COVID. <laughs> so when he says he prefers an episode that I'm not in, <laughs> clearly his taste is still gone. Okay. Because <laughs> if if he thinks the snooze fest that was Jason and Mark Worthling was the best episode, okay. And not only is his taste gone. <laughs> Obviously, his sense of smell is gone, too, because that episode stunk, okay? <laughs> that episode without me absolutely stunk, people, okay? <laughs> let's let's call it what it is. So what Jason doesn't want to tell you is he even got an email that, that, that basically said the episode was, without me, not good. So, yeah. I got an what email is, saying the opposite of that, so <laughs> we got both. Whatever. You get Clark telling I, you stuff. I got both. So. <laughs> all right and our final voicemail yes i'd like to know if you would maybe address the issue with x plus really gouging on their vinyl models the prices are really ridiculous i mean they're hollow vinyl like they used to be from horizon and they're charging really too much for this the pre-painted model and they're not even resin i don't know what's that about and yeah, I noticed somebody made a comment about the um, about the old model kits. You should do an episode and do show and tell of years ago until now, how the molding process and all that was made, and um, and what else, and more more stuff about um, contemporary monsters, and take all Scott's Frankenstein's away from him. Bye. <laughs> take all Scott's Frankenstein. All right, we're pretty sure when our voicemails come in, it doesn't tell us names. We think that's Robert Truck. <laughs> sure of it. Yeah. Uh, so the X Plus uh, vinyl, pre-painted Godzilla's, super expensive, which is true. Crazy money. They're crazy money. And I, I don't know why. I think they can be more than because people are buying them. Yeah, I was looking. I don't have. I mean, the one that I have is the Kong Skull Island one. I think X Plus made that. Um, 
and it was 200 and it's pretty small, but I, they're real. First of all, they're really well done. They look yeah, really good. Grab one. It almost makes me not want to buy a Godzilla kit again, almost because they are really well done. The paint jobs are pretty good. And if I wanted to, I could always just repaint it. Uh Oh, Hey, there's Scott's girlfriend. Never says no, baby. All right. So anyway, must one off champagne of life. Watch the Bill Bourbon in that. Anyway, <laughs> back to X plus. So one of the maybe it's the first X plus piece I've ever bought, and I I saw these when they were pre uh, whatever. Is this kick-ass little Shin Godzilla? Okay. Yeah, that thing's great. Now it's sculpted beautifully, and they have a whole so, line of those super deformed Godzillas. Yeah. This is how big they are. Okay, they're not huge. All right, and these were like 115 bucks. Yeah. Okay, they're painted okay. I think it's red plastic under. I remember someone selling one at Wonderfest that was just solid red. But um, I think this thing goes, this is one of the first ones. And now they have one that lights up, you know, the same one, but it lights up. And they have like special edition ones where there's one that his mouth is closed, the Shin Godzilla. I like the mouth open one. And yeah, so it's like they're, they're, they're beautiful, but they're stupid money. They are stupid money. <laughs> okay. And and for basically a little vinyl kit, a vinyl whatever. But it is beautiful. They are beautiful. So they got a hold of the Harryhausen license, which is funny because they had the Harryhausen license before. Right. They, yeah. I remember. There was yeah. Something that went on there that Harryhausen said he'll never deal with them again. But I guess who's ever running the Harryhausen stuff now that his wife is gone and he's gone had a change of heart or whatever. And um, they're they're coming out with some beautiful pieces, a uh, Redosaurus from the Beast of Twenty Thousand Phantoms, and they come out with like a black and white edition and a color edition, and they're like two hundred and fifty dollars, and they're like glorified Billiken kits painted with a base. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you know, I guess for a pre-painted person, they're not bad, but I don't even think they hide the seams on them. I'm not sure. It looks like in that Cyclops that I was just looking at the pictures of, Mm -hmm. I couldn't find the seams. So I don't know if they Photoshopped them out or they do hide that well. So now I like what X plus is doing as far as like, okay, we're going to make that styrene Vampirella kit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's $40. That's a kit. That's, that's reasonable. Um, you know, I love these things and I've got like four of them or five, four of them. Four of them. I've got this one. I've got the 62, the 64, and the um, 54 Godzillas. The one with the train in his mouth. All super deformed. And yeah, they were like 100 to 130 each. Okay? Yeah. And it's like, not everyone can swing that for some for a, a super deformed, basically. You know, not everyone can swing that. And I get Maybe, it. I don't know. Because this kind of goes into what I was talking to you about. The prices. We should have a prices episode. Or something. Well, explain. we're bound to offend somebody if we do. So. Well, no, like just to like kind of have people come on and talk about what stuff actually costs. 
mm-hmm. and just so people can say, Hey, okay, that makes sense. Um, because some stuff, I think sometimes totally justified in, in what something costs. Vinyl molds are expensive. Well, yeah. And right? I guess, sure. And I guess if this was a model kit, let's be real about it. If this was a model kit, it would probably be between 65 and 85 bucks. If it was resin? If it was resin or even vinyl. Okay. All yeah. right. Because, I mean, it's, it's four or five inches tall. You know, the detail's good, cool. Okay. So, yeah, you're looking between 65 and 85 bucks. Okay. So, to pay another 40 bucks to have one painted, is, yeah. it, is it the end of the world? No. no. I, yeah. It's tough. It, you know, it's cool. But I think we're talking about, I mean, what, with uh, what Troc is talking about are those other ones that are $800. Oh, yeah. Well, but they're but, big. I mean, they're, you know, some of them are two foot tall or yeah. three foot head to tail. But the problem with them is, and this is why I know there's seams, there's no way they're going to ship them in boxes like that. So right. they're shipped to you in pieces and you have to snap them together. Well, I mean, that's, and I have, I could pull it down. There's some, that's how all the Godzilla kits kind of are. And you have to hide those seams a lot of times. The right, resin the, ones are different, but these vinyl are painted, ones. But yeah. these are painted figures. Yeah. So, and they're going to have seams in them. Yeah. Because you have to snap them together. So, we need an X plus. If we have a, there's an X plus expert out there, and he'd love to come on and talk to us about it. If X plus would like to come on and talk to us, mm-hmm. even better. So, so yeah, I, beautiful stuff. I guess they have a vinyl kit coming out of the Cyclops. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Which is cool because I always liked vinyl as a medium, you know, for kits. Yeah. But it's what did you say it was? One hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, something like that. So just to throw something out there, when Geometrics were out, they were what sixty-five, maybe. 75? I think it was half the size though, maybe too. Okay, this looks well, maybe, a lot yeah, bigger I don't than know that. How big that is, you know, compared to the Geometric kit. But and I gotta tell you, the Cyclops has been done to death. Okay, but it's not. I mean, a good Cyclops goes a long way. <laughs> but uh, well, and Harryhausen fans are, you know, just like yeah. I'm fanatical about things. I'm sure yeah. Harryhausen fans are fanatical as well. So I'm interested to see how that does. I, I don't think 125 is, is the end of the world for a, a kid. If it's 12 inches tall, yeah. You know, what's a 12 inch tall resin kit these days? 175? You know, 400 so. if you're talking to Mark Newman. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, so there's a lot that goes into it, I guess. Yeah. You know. All right, everybody. Uh, voicemail. Here's the number on the screen. It is 708-816-4299. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it goes a lot better if you leave us a voicemail. <laughs> it does. Uh, but continue to leave us uh, regular emails, if you like, at modelclubtv at gmail.com. Thank you, CG Blade, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This was probably going to be a long episode. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're sorry i got talkative yeah we're sorry in advance but hey we haven't had a good long one and i haven't had a good long one in a long time anyway he hasn't had a good long one in a long time take that however you want um that's it we're done there's we're no more done. ums <laughs> all right yeah anybody wants to come on and talk about 3d printing oh yeah and selling stl files 
that has a lot of experience in it. That'd be great. As you know, CG touched on it quite a bit. Um, digital sculptors that want to come on. Anybody wants to come on. Hey, yeah. you know what? Well, we need. Yeah, we got yeah. a couple. We have like three or four people that are lined up that we got to talk to again. And but yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah, we were waiting for Dennett to get done with his taxes, and it's October, so I sure hope he's done with his taxes by now. Mm. But John, we still want you on. Mm. So, uh, there's a couple well, there's a few other people we got too so it's gonna be a cool future's gonna be good uh we'll see everybody next episode for our black friday christmas extravaganza anyway do we solve the world's problems scott don't we always yes well, have a good printer so that, that's, <laughs> that solved my world's problems <laughs> have a good couple weeks everybody we'll see you next time <laughs>